Welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Games Chat with tons of technical issues edition. You think so? <laughs> kind of a little bit. As always, I'm your host Chris, joined by my co-host Sean. Hey, what's up Chris and John? Hey everybody. Johnny Bear. I want you all, oh, <laughs> in uh, rejoining the show for the third time? Is it third? I think it's third, right? I think it's the fourth time. Is it fourth? I think it's the fourth time. That's uh, true. Uh, mm-hmm. Through the interwebs, BK, welcome back. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, with all due respect, this is your radio podcast DJ BK. <laughs> understand how to do Pokemon Go the Ye- player way. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. There's so much. In He's there. rocking a Pokemon hat too via Skype. He's ready. Yeah, he is. Hey, yeah, I his need body is hats. ready. I need it. It seems like you're ready. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's yeah, a good song. He's like our resident Pokemon correspondent. Is that Pretty a? Uh, that's accurate. Is that a Pikachu shirt? No, it is. It's a big Pops. Oh, I love it when you. Yes, hey, it um, is. Yeah, I, you probably don't collect the Funko Pops that I, I, I talk about a lot, um, but there is a notorious Big Pop coming out. Oh, is there with a cr- uh, with a crown there was, on? There's usually one right behind me. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a Deadpool one. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, Does it have the crown nice, on the pop? Yes, the uh, it's a limited edition one. Limited <laughs> edition. And <laughs> and uh, he's gonna have his crown kind of pimped to the side like that shirt that BK has on. So I have Boom. I have pop trivia tomorrow night. Got to do it. What's that mean? That's the topic this week for trivia. Is for it Notorious those. B.I.G.? No. Oh. Funko Pop Trivia. Oh, you said you have Funko Pop Trivia. Why yeah. didn't you invite Sean? Because he's not on my <clears throat> trivia team. What if What if I told you <sighs> that I, uh, I, recently, to. I recently decided to uh, basically rid myself of all of my pops? What just happened? Uh, Who are you? I, I'm not ready to disclose the reason why yet. So I went on to uh, it's a website called Pop Price Guide, and I'm in the thousands of dollars worth of value. I can't, I'm sure you are. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be able to reach out to a guy who who will buy your collection, but he probably won't offer me the whole thousands of dollars. But there'll be some thousands of dollars I'll get. Yeah, I'd imagine between you, Jeff, and Adam, right? <clears throat> if you three all sold it, it would be we could buy cool. like stuff. Yeah, we can go national championship <laughs> and sit like first yeah. row easily. But yeah. <laughs> Why would he not buy market price? Was it is it because he was well, he sells them himself and he needs well, to make money? What happens is a lot of the ones you buy when you buy them, right? <clears throat> they're usually eight to ten dollars in mm-hmm. the store. Yeah. Their value will decrease because uh, the the market will be saturated with what they call commons. Yeah. Um. And and the wrapper. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of the ones I have are Star Wars. <clears throat> yeah. And unfortunately, Star Wars is owned by Disney, and you know how they do when they have a product like a Star Wars movie come out, huh. and there are. A Thousand pops. They're not Nintendo. They understand. <laughs> like, if you put it out there, the demand will probably equal what you put out. But yeah. there's pops out there prior to the Disney deal, right? Yes. Yeah, and those those, those are, hold their value for okay. sure. Like I got a Luke Skywalker. Um, it's from the Return of the Jedi. Uh, he's unhooded in this one. It's the one where he just I think mm-hmm. when he gets dropped down into the pit. Anyway, that one's hovering around forty or fifty bucks, mm-hmm. but it fluctuates. Um, I've got a a Karate Kid. That I'm <gasps> holding on to. Like there was a set of the nice. Karate Kid no, series don't. of Karate Kid, I Mr. Will buy it from you. and Johnny. The Karate I will Kid buy them from is, you. is holding. My, my, my most valuable pop right now is a Luna Lovegood Harry Potter pop when she has on these crazy glasses. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the ones from uh, the magazine, right? Yeah, and I just realized I'm chewing gum. Why did you? I'm a professional, and you guys are letting me chew gum on this professional podcast. You're right. Tighten up, hosts. Hey, hey, uh, how much is that Luna Lovegood worth? Uh, I want to say like 75 or something like that. Wow. 
And how, yeah, how much you want for this Karate Kid pop? Yeah. This, uh, show, man. Well, if you still <laughs> see it in the stores, I think it's a Hot Topic exclusive and it's Hot Topic. Something like 12 bucks or something. And, and you got to think, those are, I, you have a top 10 when you put everything in on this website. And yeah, she's at the top and then there's like a, a 72 and then a 60. So just my top 10s, all of them are above $50 now, which makes me happy. Hey, guess who didn't mute his phone? Me. Um, I still want your Daniel Russo. <laughs> yes, badly. I'll let you see. It's one that I had put in my collection. <laughs> Uh, as far as possible yeah, to sell, yeah. but then there's a sentimental value to it. So I took it out and uh, mm. I don't know. I will talk. If I end up selling it, I would <clears> definitely <throat> give you dibs instead of sending it off to my, somebody. My dibs. biggest, my biggest regret is I was, I was in a store when I didn't really know pops was a big deal mm-hmm. and I saw Rocky and mm. Apollo pops oh, sitting dude. on the shelf. Apollo, at least now because of those two movies are, are worth like $400. At least that's what they sell for on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Rocky is worth close to six hundred dollars. Yeah, selling on eBay and Amazon. It depends on the I niche. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't sell them either. I just I would kill. That's that's what the moment that Creed two came out. I was searching to see if there was pops out for those. You still got so, your uh, your Rocky action figures, right? I do. Um, when they release them, and those are, Rocky, those are worth pretty good money, depending on what shit is. Yeah, like whenever Rocky <clears throat> Balboa came out, they started releasing all these sets for all the movies of action figures and John. I remember this because I was living with him. He would just like – he'd get off work and he'd go hunting for them. <laughs> it's, part of me, I haven't pushed the button yet, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I feel like I'm going to feel like a, a release. <laughs> yeah, you um, Nice. I, but like I said, I have a, a something I want to do. What do you want to do? I, I'm not ready to disclose that yet, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but – um. Yeah, that's where I'm at. When you when you find yourself getting rid of something like that, mm-hmm. you there's a tremendous, like you said, release and relief. Um, you still miss it. Like I got rid of all those NES. You're, Super a, but NES. you're a legend now. Well, fine, <laughs> but got rid of all that stuff. I still miss having them, but I feel better now that I don't have them anymore because now they're giving somebody else some use. Yeah. Somebody else. Is playing them. I wasn't playing them. Some you might get money for what for these pops, and somebody will take them out of the box and display Destroy them and, or do well, whatever. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you guys are just recapping the the moral of the story for for Toy Story three here. <laughs> you should let go of your stuff basically. and give it to the next generation. Well, do you understand? Speaking of that, of course, we all saw the Toy Story te- teaser that came out. Right? I did. Apparently, we're all going to cry. Uh, yeah, apparently, both Buzz Lightyear, Tim Allen, and Woody. Are going into Tom the incinerator. Hanks. Both have said that that the last scene was they couldn't read it. It was it was too much. Oh crap! I'm wondering if they're finally going to like divide them up. I think they're going to chop their heads off and burn them. <laughs> That'd be what? I would laugh so hard. Goodwill. But, but no. For, but for me, that wasn't the best trailer I saw. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what it is? Uh, no. Oh, it's got to be Lion King. Of course, it's got to be Lion King. Oh. Lion King was. I mean. I have to give it to Disney on how they've handled these live actions, at least for their reveals, because they realize that, you know, kind of like Nintendo, they have this nostalgia thing with these titles where they can just dial it up. And, and like, as soon as the first thing for Aladdin and this hit, I was like, oh, I'm 10 again. You know, that's my childhood right there. And they recreate them 
pretty much shot for shot. They really do. Now you mentioned the Aladdin one. I haven't seen the reaction like I've seen for the Lion King. The fan reaction. It's like every adults you could, or they're, oh, yeah. they're claiming to be adults. It's well, the internet, so it's got to be true. Lion King's the. I mean, Lion King was the biggest of those movies, yeah, like of sure. that Renaissance between what Little Mermaid to Little. Little Little Mermaid, <laughs> I would say Lion King to me was the climax. Like you know, Hercules, uh, 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 yeah, there whoa, was Hercules. John, John. what? Are you okay? He said climax. Oh yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, I did it. There was Hercules and what, like Mulan and and Hunchback of Notre Dame, but uh, Pocahontas. Don't forget Pocahontas. At one point, oh, yeah, Colors of the Wind. Fun fact: At one point, <laughs> the good old Richard's nickname, BK, you came, was you Pocahontas? No, no, was Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Did it win one for the Gipper? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, well, the one that was nominated for Best Picture was Beauty and the Beast. Yes. If you recall. Only one to ever, well, no. <clears throat> one of time. two to ever get nominated for Best Picture. Oh. What was yes. the other one? Uh, I believe Up was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, yes. yeah, it was. It was. Is that, is that confirmed? Yeah. By the by, the Senior Jackson. Yeah. I don't think Inside Out was. I don't think it was, but that's... The only other one I could think of in recent memory that probably would have had a shot. We uh, <laughs> we have a we have a fan on Twitter, um, but he basically this past week he had mentioned something about his favorite. I think it's I think it's in jest mm-hmm. how he sure. says it, but he says it all oh, the my favorite part of the show when the guys talk about football. <laughs> so to that guy, <laughs> well, I mean, what's there to talk about this week? Well, I mean, wasn't this week kind of the. It's still the Iron Bowl. Yeah, it was still the Iron Bowl. If we you're still, a Michigan fan, you don't want to uh, talk at all. Uh, we, we, there was, it was called rival, rivalry, re, we, rivalry, rivalry, re, are my first words. I, I speak, I speak Shawnees. <laughs> yeah. I understand Shawnees. So Georgia took care, care of the old rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. <laughs> and huh? No one was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could swear that when I was a kid, Georgia Tech won the national title. They did. They did. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think, um, they shared it with somebody. Virginia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Possibly. You might be right on that. Which was weird. I just like, remember. How did they build that kind of program? They, they Different cheated. time. They cheated. Did they cheat? Yeah. I'll stop. I'm no, sorry. no. It was, I, uh, want to, I want to get my pop socket back that you stole from me. It was a very, um, <laughs> very different time in the way how championships <laughs> were decided. That's exactly how I say it too, BK. It's great. Well, BK was eating a hot pocket earlier today. Shut your home. face! What kind of hot pocket? The ones that They're blow the up. only one to eat is the pepperoni and cheese. Thank one, bro. you. All these breakfast pockets or whatever they're called, it's like, <laughs> Why? Why? That's Let's <laughs> <laughs> try to make it bougie. Yeah, but John, we gotta um, we gotta play each other again this weekend, and by we, I mean the school we root for in I, football. I don't want to do it. <laughs> The, the, uh, you're the only fan that I've heard say that. I don't of want your, this. Of your team. I don't want this. The other ones are very confident. I've heard a lot. There's I've seen no... a lot of posts this week of, if Alabama loses, they shouldn't be in. It's like, really? And, and, and all this really? kind of stuff. I was like, wow, someone really just wants their one win and get out of Dodge and not have to worry about that team anymore. I don't really have an opinion on it. Yeah. I, I see both sides. I understand the frustration, but that's not how – I mean, it, if you're voting for the best team – you're yeah. not voting on. I, I've been one of those the best team losing. That's not. You know. I've been one of those advocates. Like in in my purest mind of sports, right? <clears throat> I would love to have a situation where yes, every conference champion and then maybe a handful of other pick teams gets in, right? And therefore, if you're a champion, you're guaranteed to be in and have your shot. And we'll do this tournament, and we'll figure out who wins, right? That's the yeah. best way to do it. Yeah. But 
that's not going to happen anytime soon because of all the money they're making. So yeah, the rules say it's, it's the best four teams and twice now. No, I'm sorry. Three times they've not picked the conference champion to go in there twice that they've done that. The team that they put in there won the national championship. Yeah. So I don't, I don't begrudge them on this. Well, it's, it's, it's a, like in baseball, the best team in baseball. Mm-hmm. Half the time does not win the World Series. No, I mean, so it's kind of who gets hot, right? In October. Yeah. So yeah. At, in, on on any given Saturday, <laughs> pardon the expression. I see what you did there. Um, you know, I could see I could see the need for the the team who wins in that moment. You get to go, and the, when the <clears throat> losing team doesn't. I mean, sure. if you are the best, you have to win every time. But I understand it's complicated with college football. It yeah, is, it's it really complicated. is. But I don't I don't know why Georgia fans are particularly. I mean, maybe it's just revenge thing. I guess, yeah. But yeah, I mean, been it, it feels like Alabama is at least twice as good as they were last year, at least during that game. Yeah, and like I, I think I brought this up to you maybe at lunch one day. I was completely like thrown off by the statistic in the in the sport of college football. There had only been one other team that throughout the season of all the games they played that they beat their opponent every opponent by at least twenty points. And now there are two teams. The first team was Yale in 1988, mm-hmm. and the second team is this Alabama football team. That's crazy to me because being a fan growing up with Alabama football, you don't have an offense. You don't win games by a lot of points. You won generally. by defense. You, you win by a solid defense and, and uh, you know plays that, that, that was really what, put you in the lead and you kind of hold that thing. That so. was what made that year with Bob Stoops. Like, where remember they lost the Big Twelve championship, but before then, like they had been winning like sixty to seven. Yeah, yeah. like that was what made that. Really, I thought put Bob Stoops on the map, yeah, and kind of destroyed the BCS for everyone because it was like, oh, by the way, they finally played a real team and they remember, lost, and they still got in the championship. Remember when we had the BCS? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. that. Was crazy. I don't want to go back to that. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> I watched uh, I watched a bunch of Clint Eastwood movies this weekend because I'm taking a break from games. Is, when is his When is his um, movie The Mule come out or whatever? <laughs> I'm sure it'll be out in a couple of weeks. Oh. Probably Funny. December twenty fifth. As you said, take a break. I believe a Nintendo yeah. Switch is being held. But up. Um, I see you, BK. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so <laughs> jealous, dude. But yeah, uh, I was reminded this week what my favorite Clint Eastwood quote in a movie is. I wonder if John can figure it out. I don't know. How well, it's so many so to terrible. choose from? So terrible. It's it's. <clears throat> I do like tater tots. <laughs> What's that from? A perfect world. Oh, <laughs> I don't know that one. He's like, they're just sitting in this RV and they're like, Hey, Skip, we got some T-bones and they got tater tots in here too. It's like, I don't think we should cook that man because you know, that's for the governor. And he just, he cold cocks them and just like turns his head and goes, I do like tater tots. That's funny. <laughs> and then he killed <clears throat> Kevin Costner. Did that, you? <laughs> that movie came out the year after Unforgiven, if I recall. Yeah, that was like, and when, I thought it was a terrific movie. Oh, it is, it really I is. Mean, it's not Unforgiven, but it's it's one of his better ones. You know what I haven't forgiven? What? This is probably a terrible segue. reminder and segue about that. But John's flatulence prior to the show—that's <laughs> <laughs> funny. John is so notorious for his flatulence, apparently, right? Oh, 
this? Just because I dropped SBK one before the show. Shirt. Is it so, still lingering? I know it's not, but yes, I, I know we're. I know we're getting. Memory will never leave us. Yeah, we're getting. We're getting to that moment where we, at any moment we could get into the topic or whatever, and I, I, we cannot forget about what happened before. Luckily, John has. I've smelled your farts before, and they're terrible. Old man colonoscopy needing, <laughs> just the worst. Like just. <laughs> John and I used to hang out all the time during. Uh-oh. They don't have memories of how terrible they smelled, nay, even say tasted. It was the worst <laughs> oh my moment God. of my life every time. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> BK does not have nose hairs, thanks to me. <laughs> well, when you when you, you go. when you you decided to do what you did before the show, you know, <laughs> free world and all, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> free world? BK, BK is in, in the uh, – he's like 100 and something miles away from us right now, right? Something like that, yeah. In the Atlanta area, you can tell him. Okay, a town, a town down. Um, and and anyway, his reaction, like he started, he his eyes started watering because of the yes, the memory, the memory in his brain from your anus. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair here, you're not innocent yourself because I've been in a car with you. We went to lunch one day. This is way back when we all worked together. And I remember it was like Midsummer's Day. We got it was back when you had the PT Cruiser, and we're driving. Wait, and I farted. You, yes, and you had the windows. <laughs> he has he has the windows down, right? AC is off, <clears throat> and he comes and pulls up, and the light has just changed. And as soon as the car like stops, he just lets it rip, and all of us had to sit in that car for a good like two minutes as this thing just festered and with no escape, no no reprieve. Just, well, just pain. Well, I could say that I could say that my flatulence always amused BK. Yeah, but um, that's nice. I mean, he would get tremendously amused it, when when BK starts laughing. It's infectious. Hey, when you get it, started, it is. Bro. I mean, in fact, the 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 most I ever saw you laugh, the most you ever came unglued in my memory, and I, you might not remember this, BK, but you were at my house when I was living with Adam, and we were watching, <laughs> we were watching <laughs> Zach and Miri. Oh, that movie's oh, that's, amazing. That's the amazing oh, that's movie. A good one. Do you know I, I, Do you know the scene I'm talking about? I bet I know the no, scene I he's don't. talking about. <laughs> Where the guy gets the camera angle under, mm-hmm. and he gets frosted. Yes. <laughs> there you, you should see BK's face right now. The movie's on Netflix, and I have. <laughs> I, to be fair, the oh, movie's on. <laughs> Listeners, that movie is on Netflix right now, and oh I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say any more on that. Yeah, I myself have uh, ever since they put that on Netflix, I've gone and rewatched it. That point scene, because it is hilarious. That scene, he backed it up like five times and kept laughing. <laughs> it's hilarious. This is the most disrespectful thing that can happen to another man. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? Oh my goodness! Fantastic. Did did they officially go back and actually put the word uh, may or the words make a porno on it? Or I think they, it's yeah. on there because at yeah, one point it, didn't it go no, away? I out. just it's just Zach and Miri now. Is it? I mean, is it? That was yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think maybe they probably that's the made, X-rated version. Well, they probably made a, a, a an analytical approach and was like, look, people aren't going to buy the movie if they see make a porno if it's like <laughs> yeah, they at took Target that out of there uh, for that reason. That's <laughs> Kevin Smith says that's his greatest disappointment was that movie wasn't huge. 
I thought it was great. I think it's. Yeah. I think <laughs> it it'll so funny. over the years people. It was well. Remember, like Kevin Smith really had never had a humongous box office smash, uh, right? But he uh, was he was kind of ahead of everyone, right? He was the guy who was making yeah. the R-rated comedy before uh, Judd yeah. Apatow became huge, right? So yes. then that happened, like you know, kind of forty-year-old virgin and um, knocked up had come out, made million hundreds of millions and of dollars. <laughs> And, you know, so now he's got Seth Rogen cast star, you know, starring in his movie. That's the it guy of the R-rated movie or comedy movie. And it came out. And because I believe it came out the the Friday of Halloween, it just completely disappointed. I um, I think Dogma did very well comparatively. I think it was that's probably his biggest. Which is crazy, right? This is his biggest hit. I mean, that had at the time Matt Damon and yeah. Ben Affleck and those. I don't remember it being that big of a hit. I, mean, I think it, it like won the box thing. office. Let's find out. I mean, weekend I love box office. Google time with Chris. But speaking yeah. of, while he's looking, I, mean, the, I, I would side with Chris on this one. Dogma had pound for pound had a lot of A list actors and even B list actors at the time that ended up blowing up, but it didn't do what no. it was supposed to do. It, yeah, it, it was an indie I movie. Mean, it, it really, and it really didn't even go down the the cult classic um, path like his other films did either. Before that's I true. before that I is, search this, I'm going to bet his his top one of all time is that stupid movie he did with Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis. They directed. It's the only one he never wrote. Last Boy Scout. That's no. the one he hated the most. Yeah, the that's the one where yeah, like where he hates Bruce Willis now. I go but last Boy Scout like a moron yeah. of his. But you knew that was wrong. I'll say of his like actual know. core movies, like before that, you know, like things he wrote and directed. I would say just hit search. It's probably Zach Mary. <laughs> Zach Mary still just push the button. Let's see here, Kevin Smith. There he is, director. We'll do it like that. And his top earning movie, Dogma. Is, cop out. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> is cop out? Yeah, that's his top, yeah, and then out. after that is Zach and Mary. Oh, yeah. Dogma made thirty though. Yeah, and look at that, Jane Sound Bob. Strike back, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I love that movie and Clerks. I like this website, Chris. It's a good hmm. website. It's got a lot of data. Yeah, yeah. Red State was interesting. I did like Red State. I didn't see Tusk, but it's on Netflix. It's got a very memorable scene with uh, Johnny Depp, and that's about it. But anyway. But speaking of movies, who saw uh, Creed 2? You did. <laughs> Apparently you did without me. Hold well, that, on. Let me correct you, Jonathan. Who experienced Creed 2? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. Let me guess. He knocked out Ivan. No. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to watch the movie. Yeah, thank you. Can we can we be spoiler free for once on this? Yeah, I yeah, bet you. Show. I bet you. Here here we go. Here. Unpredictably good. Yeah. Oh. Spo- spoiler number two. It did. It did. It did. <laughs> it did several things that I walked in going, they are not going to do it. Yes. And then they did it. They brought back James I- Brown. <laughs> they did have a moment like that though. They Similar. had a moment just like that. It was, was a, there, uh, It was a callback. Uh, you know, it was did a Creed, shout out. So, did Creed also have a robot take care of his drunk uncle? If they did that, I would have walked out. So did so did Mickey talk to Rocky like Yoda talks to Luke? Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing all these these ideas down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just imagining digital Mickey who's voicing that. Let's go, J.K. Simmons. But That's as as, Mickey. as hard as it was to top uh, Ryan Coogler's masterpiece. Creed. He did it. He did um, it. I, I'm not going to say he topped it, but 
there's pieces of this of this movie that make it probably my favorite of the two. Oh. Not, I'm not they're, I'm not saying very, it's better. It's hard to compare them. They're very different films. Right. They're very different films. I'm guessing what they're going after are very different. I, I kind of figured that was going to be the case because, you know, of course, Rocky and Rocky four are very different. Like Rocky's a drama, you know, and yes. it just, right. it just has some boxing in it. But Rocky four is an action flick is like an action flick sell around boxing. That's what it is. But it, it, it continues to invest in, uh, Tessa Tompkins, Thompson's character and it, and it continues. Yes. I thought, She's I thought, babe. I thought, what other story can you have for Rocky? Mm. And there was yeah. and there was one glaring you in the face the whole time that you didn't see and yep. and Creed two tells you that story. Okay, yep. well, I, 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 as a Rocky fan, I'm a little biased, but I fundamentally well, recommend it. Yeah, and, if you're, and, and I know this is not Rocky Games Weekly, you know, Rocky chat, but, <laughs> but no, like there, there, you know, the story of what happened, what what Rocky was afraid of with his son. Spoilers. He was going to pass down to him. Spoilers. You know, there's a fear of that something is going to be passed down to their kid. Uh, so you know, that's as spoilery, spoilery free as I can get with that. And the but movie, there's a lot of stakes on. For the record, movie. haven't seen the movie, but I've got a spoiler for you. I guarantee you, don't know it, haven't seen it. There's going to be some scene of Rocky training Creed in the uh, in the elements. Running up, I guess probably because they're not in Russia, right? Are they in Russia? Uh, I'm not going to answer. Can't okay. tell you that. Don't yeah, if, don't they're, if they're in America, it'll be like in a mountain or in the <laughs> deserts. And of course, if they're in Russia, they're in Siberia. And he's over there like, I got to chop down this tree now because Rocky told me to. Ew. Wait a minute. They have a montage? A montage. That's unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> Tosh. <laughs> just, just a guess. But from start to finish, and every layer of it, the movie fundamentally, I think, is about fathers and sons. Hey, so, uh, well, I'll, well, I got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. One, can we go watch the movie together? Like, would you watch it again? Dude, and that's I would, funny. I'm actually coming down to y'all city to watch it with Jonathan. I would love to see it with all of you. Oh, it's going down okay. for I real. Remember when we went and watched? As little John would say, I remember going to watch Rocky Balboa with John and. Eric dressed up as Creed, <laughs> and, and yeah. you dressed up as Rocky. That was pretty classic. Um, Second question: When Force, oh, when okay. Force Awakens came out the same year as Creed did, around the same time, yeah, I saw Force Awakens four times. Yeah, I saw Creed six times. Oh, so there's plenty left. So we got plenty tank. in the tank. Okay, oh, yeah. what else came out that year? If a hobo <laughs> walked matter. up to me and said, "You want to go see Creed 2 I'm going, "Okay, okay." Just don't <laughs> sit next to me because you may or may not stink. <laughs> That's funny. A uh, second question mm-hmm. in the world of Rocky movies. Um, let's say you have a top whatever. How does this kind of fall compared to some of the classics? Well, five sits at the top. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> here's, what I, here's how I'll answer that because we don't want to spoil it. I would say this is a direct sequel to Rocky Four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this I guess is a, this is the, this is the sequel that Rocky Five was supposed to be. Oh. Mm. Oh, I think uh, I think I guess I haven't really thought about it, but Rocky Two is my all-time favorite Rocky. That's a good one. And I guess these, to be honest, I think these two Creed movies sit right below that. Whoa, I agree. I, I'm I'm just I am just ecstatic with what Coogler and Staple did with these films. I definitely I take I'm I've been a Rocky guy, and then Creed was easily my second favorite. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, that's yeah. great. I'm excited. Yeah. You also uh, finished uh, The Ozark, huh? 
Yes, I did. Yeah. The Ozark. That's yeah. how you know you're getting old when you start putting the in front of the title. Are you on the Facebook? Did you get on the Netflix and finish the Ozark? <laughs> it was, it was, uh. The Ozark? You know, I watched the House of Cards the other day. I binged I it. That. I binged it for two days. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was week. very, you're right. It was very Breaking Bad. Um, but it had its own, it had its own soul. The sec, I mean, the second season, I wish they'd have, you're kind of just in the Ozark and that's it. You know, you're in the Ozark, but it really doesn't really drill down the culture. It's sort of for, like in the first season, it kind of goes into that area and the characters that are in it. But in the second season, it seems to focus just on the primary characters and doesn't give you that weird, personality like that the Oz- that in the Ozark. Jason Bateman's like, no, me. <laughs> I kind of think what happened, I have no uh, proof of this. I, I feel like what happened is that first season, um, th- they were like, okay, this may be our only season ever. Let's yeah. really come yes. swinging. Yeah. And then because it was kind of successful, uh, now they go, okay, we now? now we need to develop some of these characters, expand, yes. expand the, mm-hmm. the knowledge of these people out to the, to the viewer. And then now we have more seasons to work with. Yeah. So and the way I would describe those two seasons is the first season is a smooth drink. The second season is a tough chew. There it is. Mm. It made it to the show, guys. And I'm plus, so excited right now. And plus, uh, <laughs> plus there was, he just, laid it up for me. How yeah. There was just some tense moments. Um, and buddy. Was my is was was my favorite character. Hmm. Buddy's legit. I was like, God, Buddy is legit. That is good stuff. Yeah. Only other thing in this week, Serial uh, season three is out. What's this about? <laughs> it oh. is the most. It's one of the more interesting things I've listened to lately. I don't know <laughs> how much people will love it, but it's yeah, uh, season two. They lost their way. Yeah, yeah they did. So I'm really glad that. Yeah, they kind of did something different. And and to be fair, they did something different here. So the premise is is that uh, Sarah Kenning or Carrie, whatever her name That's is, her name. is we'll probably uh, be right and, now. Her, yeah, Katie, and her yeah. team spent a whole year basically in the Cuyahoga County courthouse, just going to various aspects of it and watching every part of like you know from anything from people like say gang a drug charge and having to go through that and all the things going on there to, you know, people gang felony what cases. State is, what state is this? Uh, that's Ohio. Okay. So right outside Cleveland. And they said they picked this one because like <clears throat> geographically and everything, it kind of represents the majority of courthouses in America. And then also, uh, whatever reason there, you can pretty much record just about anything outside of like other courthouses. You know, they have a lot of rules, <clears throat> but yeah, like each episode is kind of its own little thing where they're talking about various things. I'm about like five episodes in and I believe it's finished now. It's like nine episodes total. And it's been very interesting because you see a part of the law system that maybe I think most people, you know, because most people probably haven't had to go through the law system. Right. Yeah. Uh, that you go, Wow. I don't know how I feel about this, which is kind of what I liked about the se- the first season, like when you were looking at yes. Anon's case and like, you're like, well, how the heck would they just go with this? You know, how would they, why would you keep prosecuting? And you kind of get a couple of maybe inclinations of stories of like why a prosecutor is just going to keep prosecuting, even though maybe the evidence says they should just drop it, you know? Well, it's funny because I can't help but think of how, you know, Serial kind of was that podcast that blew up and it exposed this possible, uh, 
I mean, we gave him a bump. Trial thing that's going on <laughs> um, with this guy who may or may not have done a crime. Yeah. And I can't help but think of how Netflix did Making a Murderer. Yeah, exactly. And then it's got the second season out. And it's actually – I started watching it. And it's highlighting all the things people said about it <laughs> in its own in its own thing. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool. So, But I am excited because, like, like BK said, Serial Season 2, I listened to it. But it was a completely different vibe, and it, it never really captivated me. Like yeah, season and you one know what did. it was the, when you the season one ends. You there's they don't. It's it's like true. It, what true reporting is supposed to be about. You're not supposed to take a stance on whether or not you agree or disagree, true. or whether you believe or don't believe. So you never know. They don't give you enough to take one side or another with Anna, but with Bo Bergdahl, like it's very clear that he did what he did, you know? So it's like, sure. it's more or less playing with morality and what it's, the rules are. And do we take morality over the rules and all of that? And that for some of us, you know, the rules are the rules in society. So yeah. it's good to be back in a place where there's moral ambiguity. It's more Ooh. of like, like yeah, that word. second season <laughs> nice. was more of like a character study. It's like, look, you've heard all these things about this guy. Now let's actually hear what he has to say and, and yes. at least get his perspective on it. And then like you kind of just after that, you have to make up your own mind how you feel about it. Right. To serial's credit. Yeah. I heard, I learned a lot more about Bergdahl than with serial than I did about the, from the news. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. I, I, I began to sympathize with him a little more. Um, I think he still should be punished for what he did, but at the same time, when you spend, However many years, Five years I think, right? in an Afghani prison. Yeah. Sometimes I go, maybe they should just consider it time, time served. served. Yeah. And maybe let him go home. Because he made the mistake and he paid for that mistake. Yes, greatly. Still more, more so than uh, more so than he would have in the in the judicial system. Yeah. He probably would just like served a couple months in a military prison and probably just been dishonorably uh, discharged if yeah. he had been caught right away. But uh yeah, um was it totally oh. totally recommend it's out now. <clears throat> Just go search it and I I like I said, I think even like the first one will make you go, oh, what the I'm heck? back. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice. As, Very as nice. But yeah, highly recommend. But um Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, now that we've hit 33 minutes, which is which what our bad. top fan that Sean loves. This is uh well it's funny cuz I think <laughs> This was good, guys. Yeah, this, yeah. this, felt, this felt good. This felt right, right? Yeah, we talked good. about some football. Yeah, a little, a little bit of other stuff. We, some, we got some Rocky in there for you, John. Got, got some porn. Whoa, yeah. what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, family. Whoa, whoa. Cut whoa. it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the topic. <laughs> topic. The topic is. Ooh. Let's go or Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu. Or yes. no, we're not. No, no one cares about people who played Eevee. You're good. It's good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. My wife played Eevee. Your wife. Don't worry about it, guys. I got You're it. Right. Don't, worry, don't worry about it. I got it, dude. Just, I'm not you know supposed what? to say Your it because I said I already. I yeah, pro- but you, you set it up and then oh, he wouldn't take it. Yeah. Your voice oh, was so angelic. I just kind of let it rock. I was, I was, I was memorized. Well, I was memorized. Say how you say it. <laughs> Look. <laughs> okay. So uh you you three. Um yeah. I'm gonna go take a nap. You didn't play it? I did not. You told me you bought it. I, was, I asked I was him trolling I forgot to you. tell he was trolling you. Yes. I believed it. I believed it. Chris. 
Why would you do that to me? I don't. I, was, I don't. I don't like enhance a story just for the joke to ever <laughs> to anybody. I wouldn't go play that. I need a break. There was just too many. I mean, like, I don't think people realize this, but from pretty much October what third or whatever it was, fifth, right, till the end of last week, dude. It's only was, November. What are you doing? The end of November. I was pretty much playing nothing but open world games. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And, you know, I get this one little week off, then I gotta play a fighting game for a couple of days, and then I have to go into another what open world game. Yeah. So. Well, BK, we are glad you are here. Um, this, the fact that you're here is probably the best thing that could have happened this week. Um, we had some, some scheduling possibilities that might fall through, and I didn't, I ha- I've only played like six hours of Eevee, and, I knew <laughs> that I was not going to be able to talk intelligently on Pokemon Let's Go. Um, Sean, I think, has a little bit more experience with the series. No, 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 no. You really don't? Uh, I've, pl- I've played my version of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu more than you've played. Yeah. Um, but it's it's nowhere near what this guy brings to the table. Yeah, he's and, he's been he's been and, with the series. And you you warned me about Umi and making assumptions and whatnot, right? What? <laughs> Umi. Yeah. Assumptions. Umi. Okay. Yeah. You uh, don't say it. I, I can't say it. Yeah. I can't. I'll come across um, this table. Sure. But but uh I, I I assume we're talking about Pokemon that BK's gonna be on because he is he's the Pokemon guy. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's that's hey, what listen. yeah. Dare I say a Pokemon master, and that's exactly <laughs> where I am in the game. Uh, I've gotten all eight badges. I've beaten the Elite Four at the Pokemon League, and I've beaten my eternal rival. So I'm now the Pokemon master, and I am now in the post game. In fact, while we've been chatting on this weekly podcast, um, I have been actually playing against a Pokemon master. Uh, so yeah, I got my five power points and uh, got my. Uh, my rating for the show so if you guys uh, have no further ado <laughs> i'm ready to get going take it away sir yeah let's do it um, and, and what i'll do um i am a believe it or not i know of the pokemon world to some extent right mm-hmm. um i've never played any version of pokemon ever yeah. and that includes pokemon like go the mainstay games um, like one of the core yeah n- never i've, I've never played i've never played, played anything that. um okay but before we go into that, I think we have one more important question. How do you feel about the Detective Pikachu tra- trailer? There, oh yeah, uh, BK. I'm excited about that. Um, honestly, I did when they told when they announced that they were going to actually make this film. I didn't take them seriously. I talked. I, I didn't either. This. I took them as seriously as I took DC making Aquaman for an actual large, uh, big screen cinema, uh, you know, expansion. And and the fact that they actually are succeeding in doing it. It, I, I, I'm, I'm a guest. I, I don't know what to think because I can't believe DC is and Warner Brothers are actually taking this thing seriously. So are the Pokemon they? company actually moving forward with the Detective Pikachu with Deadpool voicing it, it, it's just it blew my mind to actually see it and to have this CGI graphics of the upcoming Lion King to go along with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I'm more excited about that than. A lot of other things that are coming out. I'm really interested to see the Pokemon company taking itself seriously. It was um, really weird. Uh, or actually, I would say the moment I actually felt okay with it and was sold was when I saw 
an upset Jigglypuff turning around and looking <laughs> yes. at them. I was like, oh my god, I want to see this movie. I don't know why. It's like it's like those meme posts that you see online of like what Pokemon look like in real life come to life. It's like, hmm. oh, I've seen this post on Facebook all the time and it's real. I don't know what to think about it. And Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yeah. If like everybody, like even people that I work with are like who don't who detest Pokemon are like. I actually might go see this film. It's 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 weird to see a franchise being developed in a way that we never thought possible. And uh, I'm really excited. I'm rooting for this one. I want it to be good. I think uh, Herman Cain, former vice, uh, former presidential candidate, will be seeing this this movie. Herman Cain, <laughs> good old Godfather's Pizza. So, like this? this dad joke coming behind it. Oh god. He made a he made yeah, a he, did. he made a that. reference to the Pokemon movie in a presidential debate one time. Mm. Got to catch them all or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what he said. It was You know what's funny? That's funny. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that y'all brought the got to catch them all tagline up because that is, you know, synonymous with Pokemon yes. or whatever. Yes. And my little my first time noob self is playing this game <laughs> and I quickly realized Oh There's my god, there are a ton of Pokemon and I want every single one <laughs> exactly. of them. Well, I mean, and that actually goes to my point number one, my PowerPoint uh, for number one for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu is that there's a nostalgic pl- payoff. Now, if you're not a longtime fan of Pokemon and like Sean, you didn't play the older games, this first point is going to be lost on you, but... I've been playing Pokemon since I was 14, 15 years old. I met my best friend. Um, shout out to Derek Lewis. What, um, what up, D-Rock? What? <laughs> I, I met him thanks to this game. When I was in ninth grade, I'd get my Game Boy taken by the teachers all the time. And this guy was like, can I borrow it one time? And then he got it taken by the teachers, and it kind of tied us together. But um, I've been playing since – I mean, I remember seeing episode one of – the Pokemon anime come on television on on the WB network. Yeah, so that it, used to it's be one a of those things where to see this world that really is, and if you don't already know, if you don't quite know about the history, then you will be happy to know that this is a remake. Um, while it's also a sequel of this game as well of uh, Pokemon Yellow version, which came out after Pokemon Red, Blue, and the one that only came out in Japan, Pokemon Green. And so when Yellow came out, it had the same kind of reception that this game has had. You know, people who were purists at the time, who had beaten the game, who were um, competing, who were really into trading and were into the anime and stuff, when the Yellow version came out, people kind of just like, this is not really a game. You know, this is not really the same red character. They're more trying to center around Pikachu, which if you played the original game, Pikachu wasn't even that important of a character. It wasn't a standout Pokemon. And so now that, you know, the Pokemon company at that time had made Pikachu their Mickey Mouse, they had to come out with some sort of game to staple Pikachu as a uh, as a factor. In fact, Pikachu was the first and only Pokemon that had an actual uh, person's voice in the Game Boy version when you heard Pikachu mm-hmm. come out of the Pokeball. So a lot of people felt funny about that. They put Jesse and James from the anime in there so that uh, Team Rocket actually blasted off into the speed of light, just like they did in the anime. So that reception that you got for Yellow version, I thought it was really smart that the marketing team said, 
said, okay, let's center this game around Reed of Yellow because you expect that same kind of reception um, as before. So um, to see that yellow, that green and gray Game Boy universe come to life is, dare I say, joy asmic. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I almost didn't buy this game. Uh, it was something that, you know, my birthday just happened to be coming up. My wife was like, what do you want? Your, Your wife. wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just so happened to be something. I was like, okay, you can get me that. And make sure you get the Pokeball Go Plus with it because I'm a Pokemon Go player. So I was like, oh, I can play along with that. And on top of that, what really put me over the edge is I was talking with Jonathan. And he sent me a text about his wife. His, his wife. wife. That don't work. <laughs> there you go, playing the game. And so it pushed me over the edge. It was like, all right, I got friends I can talk to about this game. And I'm telling you, man, like I said, it was Joy Gasman to hear the, the you know, MIDI soundtrack turn into this orchestrated thing. It was, I'm getting chills bumps thinking about it. It was my childhood all over again. So again, PowerPoint number one, it's a nostalgic payoff. So if you're somebody who thinks, ah, I don't know, and you're on the fence and thinking you're not wanting to buy it because you're a purist, I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed if you get this game. I have to agree when he said the part about it being nostalgic because, uh, obviously not because of my history with it. Um, but I bought this game prior to going up to, uh, Charleston for the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law, who's now, what, 18, 19 years old, he also, since he can remember, has, has loved Pokemon, every version. Um, and he said that this was, this was, he couldn't wait to play it because of the memories. He remembered yeah. everything about it. He knows, he knows the world in and out, but to see it come to life in this way, um, matter of fact, I, he had not owned a switch till I got up there and I was showing him that how the game kind of looked and he was, he was waiting on Black Friday. He wanted to get the uh, GameStop edition one or the one at GameStop that came with the free $50 card. Cause that he was going to use that card to buy the game with it. So on Black Friday, we go up there, he pops in the game and within however many hours, he'd already surpassed everything I had done for the, <laughs> for the first few days because it's, they just, it's, he said, it's amazing. You know, he, he absolutely loves it. So, uh, to that point, because so you're saying right. you suck at Pokemon, he's a God. I don't suck, but what he did, see, and, and I'm going to just touch on this now because he may bring this up, but he introduced me to the term shiny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, so your boy, he was determined to get his first shiny, which he is, he is not done yet. Um, and meanwhile, the, the brother-in-law will tell you about, he's probably got a gajillion of them now. My wife is obsessed with shiny. your wife. Shiny's your, your wife. wife. Your, your wife. She's yeah. obsessed. Shinies are, and you say they're, they're the rare. Yeah. Let's just say that they're, yeah. they're rare apparently, or they, I don't know if they're rare. I just know it's hard to get one. Yeah, a shiny was something that uh, in the original Pokemon game, it was almost like a glitch uh, in, when, in which the Pokemon had a different colorway than its counterpart. And it was very, very, very rare. First of all, in a old black, you know, green, I say black and white, but monochrome because it was green and darker green, um, Game Boy, it was really hard to tell them apart. So... When the Game Boy Color came out, that's when you started noticing, oh, this Pokemon isn't just a different shade, like it's a different color. And over time, it's kind of become its own thing. The Pokemon Company has really pushed it into the metagame, and they're benefited from it big time with both Pokemon Go and with the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. So I, I've, when you guys are talking, you guys both talked about seeing it um, 
in this new form? Is it is it the idea of remembering a game that you once played, seeing it in this bright colors, HD graphics on a big screen? Is that what you guys are talking about? Seeing it a different well, way for the all all that I've got to rely on on what the old games look like is just knowing people that would play them, and I'd look at them and go, "Oh, that's Pokemon," or or, or even recently trying to catch up on on what this game was going to be watching like old YouTube videos or maybe some Twitch streams where people were playing the old stuff to, mm-hmm. to get ready for the new stuff. But it, it, it just feels so good walking around in this yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't understand the, the lore, not the lore, but the lure, the lure, the, the allure, the, yeah. uh, behind yeah. like being a Pokemon trainer and, and kind of walking around yes. in, in this world where these things are but yeah it just yes. looks really and what, really good and what and that's a great segue my powerpoint number two is that this game <laughs> let's go pikachu and let's go eevee they're a great bridge to pokemon go players and people who are not um longtime fans of the series so remember point one was about the nostalgia but what's cool about this is i'm a, a guy like you know i saw the where um clarissa and where jonathan were in the game and I passed them up real quick. I had the game, I think, a, a day or two after them. And I looked, like lapped them big time because I knew where everything was in the game. But the game is different enough. Remember I said earlier, I said it's kind of like a sequel, but kind of, like it's kind of like a remake, but kind of like a sequel. The game takes place a, over a decade after the original inside the game. However, the things that happen, story arc and plot point wise, pretty much happen in this game so like all of the things that kind of activate in an rpg to trigger the next event to happen the skeleton of the game is still there so the mechanic in terms of what you're supposed to do within the story is still there however who does what and when you go to talk to a person you expect them to say or have a certain speech it happens differently than before enough so that it doesn't disappoint you as a person who's played a long time but different enough to where you feel challenged and you feel like oh this is a different experience um what's great about that is it it allows the the people who are longtime fans up until now have had a different viewpoint of what the metagame and the um story has been about within the timeline of the pokemon series but with these new pokemon go players like my wife your wife <laughs> she she tried so hard to not get into Pokemon Go. She was not one of the day one downloaders. It was only recently that she started playing with me because we got yeah. brand new iPhones oh. together. And so she finally had storage space to have the game on there. And she we actually initially started the game the account up so that I have a second account to do raids with. And within a week, she was like, all right, so my workplace sucks at having Pokemon. And from there on, I was like, oh, I'm going to corrupt you now. And so um, (laughs) she's gotten into it. And so she got to play co-op with this game with me. And she started understanding, oh, so that's what these things are within the metagame at Pokemon Go. Like, oh, okay, that's why raid bosses work that way. That's the reason. Oh, this is why Shiny. Oh, so it, it really gives you an understanding of what the basis for Pokemon Go is, and it allows nostalgic old-school players, day-wonners, and new-school players and passive um, passerbys, if you will, to mm-hmm. kind of restart 
and really get a hold of this franchise and get all of the monies from all of them all together. <laughs> but, but it's a perfect game for Pokemon Go. The gameplay within this is very when it ter- when it comes to catching Pokemon, it's almost identical to Pokemon Go. Um, in, in in the old days, you know, back when I was a kid, you had to beat a Pidgey up and make it submit to your will before it stayed inside the Pokeball. You would literally abuse baby Pokemon until they died, and then you would scrape them off the pasture and then put them inside (laughs) the Pokeball, and then you would love on it and say, I actually love you after all. Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) This is abusive. Pokemon in order, but I can beat you again if you ever give up on me. (laughs) But but within this one, weaker Pokemon, um, you can throw Pokeballs at them, and you can feed them different types of berries and try to manipulate them to stick along with you. Um, and you're actually catching them the way you would catch a real animal in nature. That made a lot of purists upset. I myself was like, ah, oh, you're putting Pokemon Go inside of a game. It takes away the whole, you know, competitive element of it's going to make the game too easy. Nay, nay. Not true. You still will be fighting Pokemon, but only stronger and legendary Pokemon. That's so dope. when you get to that Snorlax, you got to beat Snorlax up before it even Freaking listens Snorlax. to you. When you get ready to go fight Mewtwo, oh, you got to beat Mewtwo down before you even get a shot. And there's a time limit. You cannot take all day like back in the day and feed yourself <laughs> potions over and over again to trick the system. The Pokemon will run away if it takes too long for you to catch. So it really does behoove you to get better at mixing Ooh, the right I like it. of berries, get the right kind of Pokeballs, and really get those excellence and all of those things. So it really, the Pokemon Go aspect really does enhance the metagame of the original. And dare I say, I hope it sticks around for any other mainstay Pokemon games. Especially when you get the Pokeball Plus. Yeah. Um, you see how he's the holding feeling it? Of that nice tactile feeling of having a Pokeball in your hand, playing it with, you know, it's got a little joystick on it. It's got a secondary button on top. It's real chill to just kind of have it strapped around your wrist. Um, there's a little ta- uh, a little secondary ring on your uh, middle finger, and you can literally be throwing that Pokeball at the TV, yeah. not hurting anybody, and it's just fun. And then on top of that, you can stick that Pokeball Go Plus. Again, talking about being a bridge to um, Pokemon Go, you can then take that, put your Pokemon inside of it, put them into Pokemon Go, and then you can use that instead of having that Pokemon Go Plus you know, there was a problem of getting those for a little while, the little wrist strap things that you could buy for Pokemon Go. You can use this um, within uh, Pokemon Go as well. Not only that, there's a little bridge uh, aspect between Pokemon Go on your phone. So I have my, mine on my iPhone. And then you can actually pair your iPhone or your Android, if that's what you so choose, because you've made mistakes. <laughs> and then um, pair that with your Nintendo Switch. And then what happens is inside of your cell phone, um, when you ha- play Pokemon Go, there's an actual Nintendo Switch icon that stays there. So whenever you want to put Pokemon uh, into like a little box and then move them over into the game, when you, once you have access to that part of the game, you can then bring over rare Pokemon and uh, then have them to help complete your Pokedex. So... It helps you not have to depend on trading like in olden days. 
um, to get all the Pokemon, um, and it really enhances that experience. I will give a warning. If you're listening to this and you have not played yet, please listen to this very important thing. Do not put a Pokemon inside of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee that you want to take back to Pokemon Go. It's a one-way trip. Once you put Pokemon inside of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, you cannot transfer them back. So catch stuff that you want. That's why there's like uh, there was an event going on with Pokemon Go um, during the uh, and it's still going on during the inception of this game, the release of this game, if you will, that you can go catch rare Pokemon that you don't see inside of uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee too often that you can move in. But don't move that um, shiny Gyarados that you you know that you want back someday because it's a one way trip, ladies and gents. So. That's a good tip. So that's that. So that's what so she said. Bridges. Oh, what happened? <laughs> um, I gotta agree with you. I also bought the uh, the the, the ninety nine dollar edition, and I got the Pokeball because yeah. I, you know, I went all in. I was like, it's, it's big time. I'm going to my first Pokemon <laughs> game, and I just let John hold my ball. And is it not is it not tender? Well, the, well it is, but the, the it, it's, it's got surprising weight to it, like to the point it's, where it's nice. But yeah. not too heavy, and yeah. it is smooth as eggs. It really did. Like, you held it. Chris is about to hold it for the first time. Well, BK, oh, I've oh, uh, man, I'll be back in five minutes, guys. I'll be. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing Phil's fantasies. Look, Chris, it lights up. <gasps> yeah, it's dope. I've been playing with the uh, with the Joy-Con, and while yeah. playing it with the Joy-Con one-handed is extremely casual and relaxing, I really enjoy it. With the Joy-Con, I got to say, my hand cramps up after a while. And as soon as I put that ball in my hand, you like it's like it was a perfect fit, Sean. Yeah, it Man. Who knew? It works. Is it not? It's yeah. very comfortable to hold. I mean, that <laughs> ball inside of your hand. Sean's ball in your hand is just a natural made in heaven moment. You know? That's right. That's really funny. Now, were you, um, you were talking about the way you catch the, the Pokemon or whatever. I I I, yes. I think in and back in the day, and you correct me if I'm wrong, obviously, but which was a Tuesday, by the way. It was. It always was a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Oh. Um, the Pokemon would just if you they would come to you, and if you ran into them, or basically you get to choose who you run into now. Is that something yes. new? Yes, and that gets to my PowerPoint number three. This yeah. game is not too. Dude, easy. how is this it's happening? Not too hard. <laughs> One. And Chris, that is an amazing segue, which is to my PowerPoint number three. Not too easy and not too hard, man. That was yeah. good. That's hot. That was good. That was hot. Okay, so now let's do it again. Because Chris, would you? I mean, uh, Sean, would you? Got to jump in and say, "How do I keep doing that?" Oh, okay. So we, we can, let, no, no. Let's let's just keep that in, and I'll go right now <laughs> to the listeners who are like what? Man, let's keep it going, dude. Do it live. How do how do, do I how do I keep doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we might have uh, we might have had to adjust a few things out real quick. Yeah, first we had BK calling in through Skype, and if you've ever dealt with Skype, it can get a little choppy, and I know you guys may have noticed that. His content's fantastic. We just want to make sure we deliver you guys amazing audio like we do week, week after week. And you know you got to do it the player way. <laughs> Self-promotion. Anyway, yeah. we're getting back to PowerPoint number three, not too easy, not too hard. Uh, Sean, what he was indicating is like, you know, was the – was the catching experience what was it like back in the day you know um was it difficult you know was it what was it you know a lot of people were worried that this game was going to be too easy because the pokemon go um experience 
you know, is it seems a lot, you know, because you can swipe and all that it has the appearance of being easy, but it's not, you know, Pokemon can run away and you definitely have that experience, uh, in this game. Um, back in the day, like I said, man, you used to beat Pokemon into submission and you just kind of had the Stockholm syndrome with them to make them work. And so within this aspect, you got to combine the berries and all that stuff just right. You got to throw within the right accuracy. And uh, there's a element of at any time the thing can run away. Um, but what's cool about it is a Pokemon game has to have a limit to how difficult it can be. A Pokemon game from the inception of the games is supposed to be something that even a seven-year-old kid can play and understand the mechanics of it, but something that has a challenge to it that even, you know, a 40-year-old man, which I'm not quite there yet, but I'm not, I'm knocking at its door, uh, can, can enjoy. And so you have that experience. Um, when you think you've lost out on one of the two Snorlaxes in the game, back in the day, if you couldn't catch the Snorlaxes, tough luck, man. You just were out of it, you know, and you had to go trade with someone. What's cool about this is if you miss out on one of the Snorlaxes, which I caught the first one, but missed the second one. Um, when you get to the post game, that Snorlax wanders its way back onto the map again. And so you get a second chance at it uh, now that you're a Pokemon master. Um, likewise, um, as long as you understand how type advantages work, which, you know, Sean, you might be in that crowd that didn't quite understand that. You're probably one of those people that when you fought the first gym, you're like, how do I beat this guy? Right. And yeah, you had to learn how, but there, there's little aspects that right before you fight, they have certain, they have requirements that they did not have in the original game. Um, within this one, I think the first one is you have to have a water type in order to even fight. Isn't that correct? Right. I think. Yeah, so to even fight Brock, you have to have a water type. So it helps you out that aspect. Later on in the game, there's little things like you have to have a level 50 Pokemon or like level 40 Pokemon to even fight and different things like that. So they help you along the way, but they don't give it to you. Like, so like I said, it's right there in the middle. It's a enjoyable experience so that someone doesn't rage quit. But it's difficult enough that you feel like there's a challenge and something that kind of unctions you on to keep playing. I um, I got to say that, you know, you mentioned the first gym fight. Uh, I had over the holiday weekend, I got to that point. Um, and and uh, I guess to because I'm such a noob, I didn't realize that that you had to save this game. Right. <laughs> Oh no! Um, so I just went to my my uh, Nintendo Switch menu and I just hit the old close software. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I had my, my party was I thought you know at that point I'm still noob. I thought it was great, and then it was all gone. <laughs> well, that, oh, well Clar- Clarissa told me to save my game. She showed me how, but I didn't realize. I, I to your point, I just got lucky, but with the fact that I saved it, I didn't know at the time that I even had to. BK, can you tell me is there a, is there a design reason why there's not a auto save feature in this game? So remember, I told you earlier in there about the nostalgic pay- payoff. The <clears throat> skeleton of this game is the same game. So uh-huh. um, you know, Chris, you know, he's he, he talks about he's in the past talked about JRPGs and how they had their period in time. Well, Pokemon... You don't save every five minutes. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's just one of those things where when you get to a boss battle, you save. Mm. You know, it it was just a part of the culture at the time that that was something you did and you didn't have to explain it. So I think that's one of those things that um, got lost in translation. And this is the part where within the PowerPoints, 
I'm going to be a little bit more critical because yeah, there's, there's growth edges like that, that they could have done a much better job. I, I think the reason why they couldn't do an auto save feature is literally because I think the bones of the game just doesn't have it built in. I think they can do a patch update easily to fix it, but <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's just part of it. We love a good um, patch. And, exactly. Yeah, we do. We got a lot of that in the, in the news. But today. yeah, I had a moment for me knowing better. I did. I knew to save from the beginning, but there was a moment where, you know, you don't really turn off your switch when you're playing mobile. Like I do a lot. Right. So you just, it just kind of, you know, when I get into phone calls at work and stuff like that, it just turns off on its own. And so mm. I would just go back to it and play it. And after the four, third or fourth time of doing it and my battery was about to die, it hit me that I hadn't saved the game in three or four gyms. And I'm like, Oh, I need to save the game. But that's because I'm an old school player. And I thought about that. Yeah, you, you know, are. So, Old school player from the Himalaya. Yeah. <laughs> She's only... it so hard I can't even get Princess Leia. Oh, oh, oh. oh. He's only 39 and 11 twelfths, folks. <laughs> he's not older so, yeah. than me. I have so no that's, idea. Yeah, he's exactly. not so, that, so that's one of the things, you know, that, that, that could have been done better. Um, you mentioned, what, uh, you yeah. mentioned catching the Pokemon, um, on the theme of things that, uh, could possibly have been better the act of actually you know timing your throws uh there are some that 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 like to dance around and and then watching i believe it was the nintendo treehouse mm-hmm. um i noticed that either they brought it up or was it the treehouse i watched they had like the treehouse at like a 35 minute mm-hmm. you know play that they did of this game it may have been something on youtube that i watch a yeah. review I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. There's a there's a glitchiness to using uh, controllers with this game. If you hold the Nintendo Switch, the experience is like so much better, like three or four times better. Yeah. So when you have both Joy Cons in and you're playing this game mobile, when you get when the Pokemon move around, all you have to do is move the Switch around. Very similar to when you play Pokemon Go. You move the phone around. And I think that if I were to be a conspiracy theorist, I would say that there's some <laughs> patch, there's some coding that I think they brought over from Pokemon Go, which they obviously brought something over because it works so smoothly like Pokemon Go and all of that. They had to have either brought in coding or brought the same coders over and so that they could mimic the exact experience. And therefore, the movement of the device, the... uh the gyro, whatever you want to call it, the wishmahoos that are inside of the um, the device, they actuate gyroscope. when you start. Yeah, the gyroscope it actuates when you do that, and I believe that gyroscope might be inside of the screen itself. So as a result, the console itself works great, but when you take the Joy Cons out, or even when you use the Pokeball Plus, and you try to move that thing around in your house, yeah. it's not responding to it. So you kind of have to wait until the the Pokemon comes back to you, which works against you because that you there is after a while you start to get a feel for there's a time limit. Yeah, for, for sure. Pokemon. Yeah, and they'll if run you away, wait dude. Too long, it just goes away. I've encountered some that are, I guess, a little bit harder based on my level. Yeah. Um. And 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 you, that time it feels like it flies by. You throw a couple balls, they come out of it. They're like, "No, nah, you ain't catching me today, bruh." If you <laughs> look, if you miss it. That's the other thing. In Pokemon Go, missing a Pokemon does not count against you being able to catch it. But you can definitely tell I've actually done an unscientific, you know, uh, <laughs> anecdotal. anecdotal, if you will. Dichotomy! <laughs> Dichotomism. <laughs> you know, uh, where 
things definitely ran. I, I, I intentionally miss Pokemon over and over again, and they run away. So it's one of those things where, um, again, that's another guy to ding it again. And uh, it's definitely going to count against the Richards that we give this, oh, uh, this oh, game. Oh, 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 oh Richard. Yeah. He said Richards. Yeah, yeah that was a tease. Yeah, yeah. Right? I just yeah. got a little bit of a, a pre-Richard. I didn't. Um, I liked uh, uh, <laughs> He's speechless. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even with all of those challenges, which brings me to PowerPoint number four, it's still an improvement upon the original. Um, the biggest criticism of the original Pokemon game is if I were to ask you guys right now, what is the whole object of the game? To catch them all. Yeah, exactly. To catch Pokemon. You got to catch them all. However, when you play the game, it takes on a completely, you kind of forget about that. Like you start trying to get the badges and you're trying to become the Pokemon master, which is all about the battle aspect of the game. And so that's what the battle aspect of the game is what keeps people playing. So when you get done with that, that kind of release of endorphins of, you know, completing that part of the game, trying to complete the Pokedex seems so completionist. And and I know that sounds Mundane. like a dirty word to some people. But it's, yeah, it's like, well, what's the point of catching them all? I beat the game. Yeah. Well, what's cool about this is there's a metagame. Well, there's a, the metagame has been upped, um, and there's more to it than that. Um, if you catch, and, and I have to give this point, really strong over to Jonathan's wife. My wife. His wife. Exactly. Uh, She's the one who actually told me about this. I had beaten the game and didn't realize this. It was happening, but I didn't realize the correlation. I didn't recognize that phenomena. Um, One of the more um, rare Pokemon and desirable Pokemon to catch is Chansey. Because in the original game, Chansey was so impossible to even see. Uh, you kind of had to wait till you got to the safari zone aspect of the game to even get a, sh- a shot at it. Um, and even then, it was really hard to catch, just as hard as catching an Abra the first time around. So um, Chansey shows up now when you do certain sequences of events, and that's what's cool about that aspect of the metagame is it's getting people talking. It's It, it gets the people going, man. You know what I'm saying? It gets them, it gets them talking about, man, okay, so you can do this combination. You'll notice when you catch like two or three Pidgeys in a row, there's this little combo thing. That yes, yes. People are like, well, what does that do? Right. Well, if you catch a certain amount of Pokemon in a row, more rare Pokemon then show up. Yep, mm. and I got that's a hundred percent. I credit that to Jonathan's wife because it My didn't occur to me that that's what it was wife. doing. So yeah. shout out to her; she's definitely doing it the player way, man. Yeah. For, so, <laughs> for the exactly. record, by the so, way, uh, those unfamiliar at home, Chansey is really his official name is Chansey the Pokemon. He wears hats and he only puts out mixtapes. He does not release <laughs> John because that's a play Chansey on. the Pokemon. I love that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a rapper named Chance. Chance, Chance the rapper, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. who wears hats. I love it. Um, I see what usually you're putting with, down. With the number three. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my Pokemon. Uh, I, I gotta agree with you. All right, so I'm new player guy. Um, the funnest part hasn't been, you know, finding the Pokemon. Even though you get excited when you see a new Pokemon pop up. And you're like, oh, I haven't, I haven't caught or tried to catch that one yet. It's when you walk by somebody and they're like, hey, 
Let's battle, bro. And then you yes, start going. And you get sucked into that. <laughs> yeah. That's been, a, that's been so, for me, way funner at this point than actually but, uh, catching the Pokemon. But I like the things yeah. they say to you before they challenge you. The go, you looking at my shorts? Like, <laughs> and matter of fact, I am. And then they that's, jump into the battle. That's a nice throwback to the original, the, the, the stupid little things that they said. <laughs> yeah. But what's cool, what's cool is to go back to, uh, to go back to PowerPoint number four, and uh, Sean definitely is, is talking about that. What they did is they realized the battle aspect is what really promoted um, people to really complete the game and play on with it. So in the post game, once you become a Pokemon master, other Pokemon masters then populate as uh, NPCs within the game. And there's these little bubbles, thought bubbles above their head that have a certain Pokemon sprite in them. So literally there's a Pokemon master for every single Pokemon within the game, mm. and they're all over the map. And so if you want to test if your Pokemon is just as good as the one that they have, you fight it. In fact, I did one against a Blastoise um, near the Cinnabar Islands, and I got my butt kicked because there was moves that she had taught her Blastoise. I didn't even, I never thought to even teach a Blastoise. And so it really challenged me to want to, because I got, I'm, I'm like a level 60 Blastoise and got, she made quick work of me. And so it really, yeah. from the battle aspect, it made me want to get out there and collect more Blastoise candy and all of that stuff. But on, on that aspect, once you get pulled into that, you then want to look at other Pokemon Masters. And with there being one for every Pokemon, it's going to encourage you to try to complete that Pokedex. So mm-hmm. it really helps that. On top of that, they also move uh, one of the legendary birds, Zapdos, you were able to catch uh, on Victory Road on the way uh, to the Pokemon. League, but they've now moved that to a post-game um, story arc, which there were no real story arcs post-game other than uh, Mewtwo before. So uh, within the original game, so there's more story after you beat the Pokemon League, which really hits you over the head of what the whole point of the game is. So again, it's definitely an improvement of the original, and it gives you a lot more playing hours. I was feeling really reluctant to complete the. Elite Four, because I was like, what am I going to do with this? I've only had this game one week, but now I got something that's going to keep me going. And um, that brings me to my final point: is the opportunity for expansion. Yeah, mm. um, nice. I mean, I, people were worried about this. They, you know, yeah, what is were. this? You know, <laughs> what is the next Pokemon game? Everybody wanted to skip this one and get to the the meat and potatoes of it. I really, I did not think I'd be saying this. I'm really shocked that I'm about to say this is giving me goosebumps. But um, I really see the way the mechanics of catching Pokemon and, and how it works within this. I think this is a really good introduction to how Pokemon Go, uh, Pokemon Company is going to take Niantic's runaway success and marry that with Nintendo's success with Pokemon and create something that works and really keeps that brand together. Because mm-hmm. people were really worried about the problems Niantic were having in terms of software crashes um all of that and niantic has really turned itself around and i think pokemon company is now saying okay we accept you now you know mm-hmm. you're now part of the metagame and let's 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 get all the monies um <laughs> i can definitely see there being a, a pokemon let's go johto version um you know where they take the map. Can you say that again, BK? You had a little yeah, bit of you went, you went uh, you had a little P. Jodo version. A little drunk there for a second. <laughs> um, I was saying that there, and maybe I am drunk for uh, saying it this way, but I think there really could be a Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu Jodo edition, 
where the map okay. expands and uh, you get a little bit more story with it. So, do but I, I will say, do I need to know Jodo? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's, a, it's just another. If you do you play Pokemon Go at all? No, I've never. That's what I meant. I've never played any Pokemon before this. Will not even go. Man, well, you might you might want to you might want to play a little Pokemon <laughs> Go because that, you'll, you'll be introduced to the additional Pokemon above the original 151 Pokemon um, within that region. So, like when I say about region, the way the the maps work within Pokemon games is each map within a game it mimics a real city in real life. So there's actually like a different Pokemon Go, like Pokemon X and Y. I think that one was supposed to mimic Paris, like like France. And then there was another one that mimicked um, New York. This one, I believe, Kanto region is more like China, but then like Johto is like more like Japan. So I could have those wrong. Listeners, if you're listening, please write in and tell them how stupid I am and correct me. That's weeklygameschat uh, we gmail dot com. There you go. Exactly. There you go. Um, uh, but yeah. If uh, I think if I was just going to ask one question, it would be this: if uh, if you had a Richard, how long would it be if it was built along the premise of Pokemon? Let's oh, I go, have Richard. Oh, I have Richard. Because I think and, I um, think these two they have Richards maybe, but I I think. Your Richard in this case, yeah, reigns supreme of of well, Pokemon Richards. If I were to if I were to if I were to measure the Richard of this uh, game mm-hmm. entering the series um, <laughs> in the most gentle way possible, ooh, uh, as but smooth and inviting um, partner, <clears throat> yes. I, I would say that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu in in uh, out of eight Richards because ooh, you know eight? there's eight badges. Okay. So you got to get all eight to be a Pokemon master. I think that this only gets six out of eight Richards. Okay. Um, so the, you lose one for the points that I already made in the podcast. And then the, the, the the other thing that kind of dings it down is, um, is the thing, is the whole premise of the game. So again, remember Pokemon Yellow was centered around Ash's Pikachu. So you kind of have a Pikachu very similar to Ash's Pikachu in this one as well. That's the weakest part of this game. And Pokemon Sun and Moon, something that they fix within the metagame is they got rid of hidden machines. And if you're not familiar, hidden machines were how you got around certain obstacles. It was a, it was a, it was a component that helped keep you from revealing part of the map before it was time. So flying across the map, uh, having strength to move boulders, flash to be able to turn on the lights in a cave and all of those other things. You know, Pokemon Sun and Moon got rid of that because it's a real, what happens is you start to build your team around a specific 10 or 15 Pokemon within the game and it negates the point of everyone having their own unique team. Well, in this one, you basically got to have Eevee or Pikachu the whole game in order to experience aspects of the game. For example, Pikachu in this particular one learns different moves than any Pikachu has ever learned before. For example, there's a move called Zippy Zap that is like this um, it's very similar to an Alolan Z move that uh, Pikachu has um, when he does kind of like his finishing move. But like no other Pokemon really gets its own signature moves that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of strange. Um, Pikachu, how you fly from place to place is Pikachu flies you there. How you move boulders, Pikachu moves them for you. So it's really weird how that even works because it's outside of its type and all of that. And 
I'm getting kind of nerdy there, but long story long is that <laughs> long <laughs> is story that long is is what happens is you now have to have this Pikachu in your lineup the whole time, and you kind of don't want him sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you don't have the freedom. Beneficial. Yeah. So in order to make him useful, they give him powers. They like they do this Deus Ex Machina with this character in order to get him beefy enough for you to say, "Well, you like him now because now he can finish this guy." It's like, yeah, but I don't want him. I want this other thing. I like so, to play with yeah. this type of character. I don't want exactly. Pikachu. But I got so they kind of force they kind of force the friendship aspect of it, which was never been one of my favorite parts about Pokemon. When they started coming out with primping and making Pokemon pretty, I ha- I always skip that part of the game. <laughs> so every now and again, you have to interact with Pikachu, or if you're playing with like a Joy-Con or the Pokeball Plus, sometimes mm-hmm. you're about to use a move from Blastoise, for example, and they interrupt you with this little wiggle icon and now you got to wiggle it and then pikachu decides to jump in and finish the pokemon for you so there's sure. some cumbersome aspects that it's kind of like you remember when back in like the early mid 2000s where like pokemon oh let me see uh final fantasy x did this where you'd be like fighting at one point mm-hmm. and then you'd have to press x to like to do the next action thing and then press o and x at the yeah time the break to, or whatever it was called i always hate those it's like, this is not me playing. This is you telling me what to press. Like, yeah. I want to play the game. And so there's some aspects to that that make me ding it as well. So, okay. But outside of that, like I said, 6 out of 10, which is above average. No, you said and, 6 out of 8, which would be 8 out of 10. 6 out of 8. Yeah, 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10, sorry. Which would be 8 oh, out of 6 10. out of 10 is what so, you're saying. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. BK, let me. Uh, so, 6 out of 8, yes. So we have a gauge of 10. Would you say okay. this is an 8 out of 10? I would give it an eight out of ten. Yes. Okay. We'll okay. Okay. That's important. I just did eight because the, the badges. But I yeah, get it. I get you. you yeah. I, uh, it's it's funny because you talk about having to be stuck with Pikachu, but maybe because I'm a noob, and because of the way they're marketing the Pokemon brand now, yeah, Pikachu's kind of I the know face. Exactly um, I, w- I, I was I was like, there's no way I'm picking Eevee. I mm-hmm. want Pikachu because it's <laughs> Pikachu. Uh, and and then and then I, yeah, I just I kind of like having him on my shoulder. I like. Ticking his little his little head every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, Clarissa wanted Evie specifically. Mm. And one thing I realized a couple months ago, she's she's into huge into Pokemon Go. Mm. And I, I just I was I was driving her around so she can catch all the all the Pokestops and all that stuff. And I said, I, I just realized why you like this game. She goes, Why? I said, Because you like you like catching all the fuzzy cute fuzzy animals. Anyone you're like, who knows his wife. You're like knows. Elmira from Tiny Toon Adventures. Well I mean like <laughs> Anyone knows your wife? I mean, like, I could, I could bring a beautiful, charming little puppy and be like, "This thing needs a home." And if she stares at it for like two hours, you get a new dog That's tonight, right. John. That's right. <laughs> That's the way she is. I um. Well, I, well, my wife really enjoyed your wife enjoyed, ended up enjoying about Pokemon Go that I've been telling her since Pokemon Go came out. I was like, she's like, "What is the game like?" And I said, "It's real." She goes, "Well, it's not real. It's like inside an app." And I'm like. Yeah, you need to play it so you can understand what I mean. Like, what's when, if you play Pokemon Go for like a week? I dare you not to like occasionally come back to it because when you realize like you actually go to real places in mm-hmm. the world, the weather in those places affect the game. The so the actual forecast has implications in the game, but the time of day has actual implications of the day, of the game. The climate uh, of the areas in terms of it being like uh, a certain type of biome, a water biome or a grass a biome. biome. Nice. Mm-hmm. It has an effect on the metagame. 
So yeah. when you start to play that, it, it gets you really into geocaching. Yeah, you know, that's basically what these things are. That's all it is. It's geocaching for dummy. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, that's and what, I'm um, before, before Pokemon Go, it was, uh, Niantic's last game. Um, yeah. I can't remember. My sister Ingress. played it. Yes, Ingress. that's Ingress. Yeah. yeah. I kind of play Ingress a little bit, but the graphics on Ingress. Yeah, I mean, are it's not, not very about good that. compared to this. It's meant But to they're do even that. working on Ingress. There's an anime coming out to help yeah. promote, uh, Ingress and the metagame on that as well. Nah. And the story behind it. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Niantic knew what they were doing. They said, we need something that's a little bit more catchy, that is not super nerdy, that anybody can get into. And Pokemon is, is definitely that type of thing. Yeah. Well, John, sure. I, I know we're limited. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm somewhere between a seven and an eight on a Richard too. Um, it can't be higher because I'm such a new, yeah. um, but I, I know that I like this game a lot and I'm very happy that. I'm playing a, a Pokemon game because uh, I just feel like it's a right. I think I'm ready for it, John. <laughs> you think you're ready? I think I'm ready for I it. I don't think I have a score for it yet. I'm, I've I've spent about six total hours with it. Yeah. Eevee, yeah, it's not enough time. Eevee's a level 20, which, you know, but Clarissa has sat with me and kind of walked me through stuff. And I was, I was, I was thinking to myself, gosh, this is deeper than I ever gave it credit. It's a real <laughs> yeah. RPG. Yeah. Sorry guys, so, I'm trying to get this done. But uh, BK, this was um, solid coverage as always. You mm-hmm. hit some some deep, again deep points. Uh, and, always. Um, we Did I hit the spot though? You hit the spot a couple of times. <laughs> All right, now. had some had some multiples if you know what I'm saying. Whoa. Well, Whoa. listen, I apologize if you have to ask whether or not you hit the spot. You probably didn't hit the spot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, that's a great that's point. You just know. You know what I mean? It would just be like without even having to ask you. The spot was hit tonight, by the way. How, how I know if I hit the spot is you guys will do a little weird walk back to your cars after the <laughs> That's funny. And he's watching us. That's scary. Oh, that's so funny. Um, well, cool. Uh, I'm glad you guys got to talk about this because I know I'm not really. You would, you would like it, man. No. At the right time, I'm maybe. Good. There, there, there was a time. You think so? There's there a time. Was a time. <laughs> there was a time. As I said, I'm, I very much have appreciated the fact that for like about the last nine days, I've just mm, been, <laughs> I've just been like, you know what? <laughs> Every now and then I, I'll turn on NBA 2K, but that's about it. Yeah. I've just been like, you know that's what? Sure. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to watch How I Met Your Mother again <clears throat> and other things yeah. like that and, and live my life. I'm telling you the thing that's going to really ding this thing. I told you, and it's one of the things I marked out. It's a little too cutesy. That Pikachu storyline, mm. that cuteness, it really pervades the whole story, and it is not attractive. There was a when, when you played the original game, there was more of a JRPG feeling to it. Yeah, it's a classic uh, build. Yeah, it had a more pro, you know your protagonist had a little bit more feel to it. You, even your villain had a little bit more edge uh, in the original. This one, this guy didn't really mind that he that you beat him. You know, at the Pokemon League, you kind of know going through the game, you're going to own him. Whereas in the original game, you Gary might have beat you. You know, Blue might have destroyed you along the way. This guy had no shot of destroying you. So, yeah, I I, I totally understand, Chris, why. uh, And and that person, they did not make this game for. And I hate when developers make games for such a specific audience. Um, you mean like the uh, their you mean like a mobile crowd for people that really just want a classic dungeon crawler on their PC? Yeah, I know how you there feel. You I don't. I don't know <laughs> if BK heard that episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, speaking of that kind of stuff, 
Pivot to the news. What was that? He, he, I don't know. He said pivot to the news, so yeah. we pivot will now pivot to the news. That, All right. That needs to be recorded and used as a book. <laughs> <laughs> pivot right. to the news. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's go to the news. That sounded like. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! See, we can do that so well these days. We first up. Oh, wait. That's not me. I yeah. don't do that anymore. Are you first this week, John? I'm first. You, you remember? I've oh, he wants to be I've first. I've earned this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, you guys, I'm going to laugh when it ends up not. Oh, oh yeah. When you guys say news on the show, you should, have, you should start a new campaign called hashtag, hashtag send news. Mm. Oh. There you go. John likes that because then he can be lazy. (laughs) I still have to type it up. I can't have to type it. Thank you. Yeah. Love you too, John. (laughs) October's best-selling game. Yeah. Let's say it, John. Say it, John. According to MPD numbers for October, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was the best-selling game of the month. (coughs) Despite having an extra two weeks. (laughs) It soon became the best-selling game of the year, and its launch month dollar sales are the eighth highest on record since MPD began tracking this data. Mm. While while we do not have official numbers, we do know that the game had a two-week head start from Red Dead Redemption, which came in with an impressive tally for second place. And it's already now the second highest-selling game of this year. Yeah. Collectively, this has been one of the most successful months of video game software in MPD history for October. I should have clarified that. Now, here are the top ten. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, followed by Red Dead Redemption 2, AC Odyssey, mm-hmm. NBA 2K19, Super Mario Party, Soul Calibur 6, huh. which is surprising, FIFA 19, Marvel's Spider-Man, Madden NFL 19, and WWE 2K19. Sean, you owe an apology to Soul Calibur 6. That what did, game, screw that game. I wanted to do that game, and he was all like, no one cares about that. Apparently, uh, what, you know what, what? what was the other option, Chris? It was your stupid VR game. Yeah. That I know for a fact people have enjoyed. So you can <laughs> congrats to all five people. First of all, that's just mean. <laughs> so I got to tell you, um, uh, I was a little surprised, but Ryan Leaf, uh, hit me up with this news. Um, not just this, this, this you already sent to us and you said, looks like you possibly. It's not over, but you possibly might be buying me lunch. It's like maybe I might be buying. I don't look. I don't sugarcoat. But but Ryan Leaf sent me some information from Business Insider, and Business Insider is already calling it, which I don't think they should. Yeah, I don't think they should. I don't think they should. No, I don't think Florida election. I don't think calm down. I don't think this bet. (laughs) Yeah, back off. I don't think this bet has been won yet. By far, particularly since you just told me today, mm-hmm. and I don't know how people kept this a secret, Red Dead Redemption 2 has a Battle Royale mode. Yeah, so uh, for those, we'll, we'll have a little bit more detail on that whenever Red Dead news comes up, because I think you put it on here, right? Uh, so, yeah, well, yeah, I, a little bit. I put some dates on the beta. Yeah, the, the dates of the beta are out uh, for Red Dead Online, but yes, like right before we went on air today, it was revealed that those who have... The first wave who got in today have found that, yes, there is a battle royale in that game. And I'm just like thinking, dear God, the size of that map on a horse. And I don't I, know. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I know you're probably all excited about it because, you know, like they did it in GTA and everyone said they loved it. Well, like and this was about this was before PUBG came out, like they were doing 
a uh, a battle royale type mode for it. So they've they've had it before. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, it it they have the setup for it, right? They have a map. It condenses. It's third person, which is always better you, to me than first person. But you remember this. you remember how we talked about. Uh, the, the gun gameplay is not bad. Like we said, remember we said, but it's not like Call of Duty or Destiny sure. smooth. Um, and when you have those kind of like Royale type games, you want to have. Yeah, but imagine the person that is, I mean, I'm sure just like GTA Online, you're still going to have the auto aim. And then it's like, well, who gets really good at, as soon as they auto aim, drifting up slightly to, uh, you know, to get a headshot. Apparently BK's, uh, adjusting right now. Yeah. <laughs> I had to turn him down. There. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. I, look, I think regardless, there's, especially if they start telling people that are on GTA online, like, Hey, here's a bunch of free bucks for you. If you go try out Red Dead or you can get more free bucks. If you buy well, Red Dead for GTA online, it's like, they're going to be like, yes, yes, I will buy this other rockstar game of this company. I love. I, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, man. Either way. Both games did tremendously well. I think I'm really happy to see Assassin's Creed Odyssey still yeah, up there, too. too. That's good stuff. I was wondering yeah. when it was going to fall it's, this month. It's probably going to stay for November, too, because of the push it got on Black Friday. Well, you have to think, like, with Black Friday, I won't be surprised. See, it's really weird, right? Because they'll divide up the sales of EV and um and not count them and as Pika, one. Yeah, because that's what they did with the British one. I saw. So yeah. I don't know exactly where they're going to place. We already know that Fallout apparently is tanking. Battlefield, from what I've gathered, I, that would probably be my favorite to win the month right now of new things. But hmm. I won't be surprised at all if those two games end up being one and two again this month. It, it we'll would see. not shock me. I'm telling you, Call of Duty Solid. Uh, this is for a whole nother story for you guys, but. I love this. I love Call of Duty. This first, this one so much. And this is the time my PlayStation has decided to gi- give me blue screens of oh God. complete system initializations. Yeah. Ryan Leaf mentioned an, that. initializations. Remember you called me. Also switching out hard drives, like buying laser Did disc cleaners. Uh, in short, no. Oh, um, so my now it's to the point where my Call of Duty game is just crashing and give me the Call of Duty error, which is a CE something something game specific so error. What about other games? None other games do this. So that's why I don't think it's my system. You should try to reinstall it. I did. Well, so it's a downloaded, twice. It's a downloadable wow. game? It's no, it's a and everybody's like, well go buy the hard disk or the actual disk. It's still that, the same data. That's yeah. what I have. That's yeah. what it is. And you have to download games these days anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um <clears throat> and but Ryan Leaf may have made a good point. He said, Well it's possible and this is when he brought up the laser disc issue that my my system, uh, the game was very taxing on it, and if my laser is going out or something, I was like, well, but that's not the way those work. Like I the know. only thing that the yeah. the disc does now on these systems is it it spins one time to to read and make sure it's in there. As long as it's in, it's like okay, yeah, you have exactly. access. Yeah, and then, yeah, it does then you're right. just running off the <laughs> the file that's saved to the hard drive. I, well, with you know, it's possible some DJ money might be buying me another pro soon just to see if it you is know, my system. John, it would be an excellent time for you well, to invest you in can, Xbox One X, which dude, has five billion teraflops. F bomb <laughs> Xbox. Plus, you can you can probably sneak that one. You can probably well, I shouldn't say that on air. You probably trade it in with no problem. Well, the the, yeah. the, the console is working fine. Like I said every the VR 
I, then I play on it. You know, if it yeah. was a console kind of going out, you would think that would be taxing on it or whatever. It's it's perfect. Just make sure you, when you do trade it in, mm-hmm. just check the box to make sure it has the quieter okay. system. Oh, no, no doubt. That's going <laughs> to be my excuse if I trade it in. Exactly. I'm going to say I want the CU whatever code that's the new one. Yeah. Well, I know why I'm telling Bobby. <laughs> exactly. <You're Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, Smash, speaking of games doing well. Yeah, speaking of what's winning December. Uh Smash yeah. is already doing well. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has already become the best pre-selling oh. Super Smash Brothers and Nintendo Switch title ahead of its release next month, which is what date, John? December 7th. That's right. Thank Indeed, you. That it, will live in, live in infamy. infamy. Um, a new gameplay trailer has released indicating that this is, quote, punching its way into the record books. I see what quote. they said there. Um, Super Smash Bros. is releasing December 7th, like we just said, and you can bet we have you covered here at Weekly Games Chat. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, yeah, this will be the one I, uh, I definitely will pick up, uh, before next he, Friday. before he trades his Switch back in. Look, That's funny. Look, I'm just so happy that having a Switch is finally starting to pay off. Dang. Yeah, man. but see, my, 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 say that? That? Yeah. my fear though, true. BK, is, okay, so this is coming out. And then what is there? Like big game wise, you exactly. don't know. Outside it's Metroid so Prime, Metroid Prime Four is probably the only other thing. Metroid I Metroid Prime, uh, Yoshi. You got Animal Crossing is a system seller. Uh, sure, sure. Animal Crossing. Let me let me sustain the 3ds for a couple of years. Let me rephrase that. What games do they have that appear to the hardcore slash core gamer? I think Animal Crossing is very popular to a subset, and it's very popular also it. to the to just like casualness because like it, it's something that it's not like really taxing gameplay. It's not like you're like oh my god, I this know. is so competitive. It, it, it's management. It's like understanding I, and, and doing. I, I just kind of like Stardew Valley. I shouldn't be surprised by you, but for some reason I am. It's like at every corner, Chris wants to doubt the Nintendo Switch from no, its, from its, its original announcement fine. to its inception to its release to its forecasted initial calendar. They know what they're doing, okay. and they're going to be fine. And I'm just it, asking, what are you? What are we buying next? I don't know yet. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? I'm a happy it, Switch owner, and I'm going to play Pokemon and Smash Bros yes. until and, they tell and me. Look, look. I could say the same right now about Xbox. Like Xbox. Well, why don't you, Chris? I do because like the only things I got, <laughs> if you think about it, the first half of next year, the only two things I know I have for sure are Crackdown and, um, Ori. And there's nothing confirmed yet for next fall. Yeah, right. And Crackdown's I, I, terrible. I mean, I'll say this. I'll say that there's a good possibility <laughs> okay. that. Um, what you call it is next fall, uh, probably Gears of War. I would bank on Gears the of War. The pop five. one or the five? I think five's, co- I think that's the last big Xbox okay. One game. Here's what and you then- got. Let, let's, let's, I'm glad, let, let's settle this. We've got Nintendo, uh, New Super Mario Brothers U, which is a hardcore platformer for Mario. You've got so Luigi's that's Ma- a port. You've got, not a port, but I do think that what John's Mario Kart to- Deluxe was a was a port. Yeah. But you just Let's said be new Super Mario Brothers U. That's from Wii U then, right? You're talking about hardcore games that are coming out that are going to sustain the system. But remember, don't move the goalpost. No, no, no. I'm talking the goalpost. I'm not talking about I'm talking about new things that are new titles that are coming that are going to be appeal. Let me continue. Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Luigi's Mansion 3. Who's Luigi? Louisi, Luigi Mansion Three. He released no, a new Weezy. CD. It's he was Louisy. on SNL. <laughs> Metro Prime Four. 
Dragon Quest Eleven is coming to the Switch. I'll give you that one. Yoshi's Crafted World, a Fire Emblem game is coming out. Uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming out. Uh, let's see. Animal Crossing. Look, you might not think that's a hardcore, but does it sell and sustain systems? I agree it with you. It most on that. certainly does. And it has, I mean, Pokemon, um, like, don't get me wrong. Animal like Crossing Minecraft. sold 10 million units on the 3DS. Like, let's put it, like, Minecraft, I don't consider something that's like a hardcore game, but I understand why Minecraft is in the, you know, <clears throat> in the resume, right? It's it's like makes how much mil- billions of dollars, yeah, right? It money, you know, yeah. It's like I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't have a problem that, with that we tend to we tend to think of Mario and Zelda have come and gone. Therefore, that's the kind that's kind of what you got next. Sure, that but that's just not and how it's that's not how it works. We also hinted that another Zelda game might be coming out a few well, weeks back, didn't we? I well, that might be coming up soon too. Yeah, but meanwhile, so let's just calm the f down. Well, I mean, what, what do I say? I, I, okay. no, 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 Chris, sell your system. Well, no, I'm not even gonna sell that. I'm actually gonna sell like, for instance, I think the king right now. I think we all agree is PlayStation. Take out the sales sure, part. Sure. Take it like the lineup, right? Like just this year, take out take out the other cross platform things. You got God of War. You mm-hmm. got uh, you got Nino Kuni two. If mm-hmm. you want to go more outside the box, like mm-hmm. to what you were going towards, mm-hmm. um, you had of course. Uh, the big one, of course, Spider-Man, and you have, uh, what am am I forgetting here? I feel like I'm forgetting a core one that was out this fall. What am I forgetting? I don't know. Jump Force, is that on Xbox or PlayStation? That's, that's cross-platform. But that's the other thing. Dragon Quest was kind of a... Dragon Quest was also out there, but, you know, again, like, to me, those are very small niches outside of, like, Japan. Like, that's where that will sell the most, right? Look, Fire (laughs) Emblem sells systems. But then, like, you still look at the horizon there. Even though we don't know how many of these games will actually end up coming out in 2019, you know that there's Days Gone. You know that there's Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know that there's Resident Evil 2. The Kojima game. There's the... Which Resident Evil is coming out in... Is that, isn't that exclusive to them? No. Oh, well, maybe. I really? Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, there's there. You know, there's Last of Us too. You know, there's that See, wonderful the samurai game. I don't know that out. these games are coming out in 2019. I, that's what I said. I don't know, but I know they're scheduled. And that's Schedule. What, what, what I'm trying to say is, like, on the other hand, with Nintendo, outside of maybe one or two things that I think are really big. Like, I agree with you. Like Metroid prime to me is something that I don't necessarily think that's, I don't think that's necessarily coming out next year. I agree. I don't either. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised, but it's like, on the other hand, the, the, the truth is this is and what I, I always bring back to is that those other two consoles besides Nintendo, even without the having the exclusives, they still have all these other major AAA titles that will be there on day one consistently throughout the year you know it's how microsoft is able to survive it's like microsoft on there right even though the majority of the sales are going to playstation for these games the top four titles are all on xbox but see that that's the thing you and say that's the best month you say you, know, you say all these all these titles coming out on switch next year are so kind of small potatoes i know i'm paraphrasing and uh, yeah you know, but you've got super mario party as number 5 on this list in october Despite being a new My game, point number is, five though, number, number five. five, and those two. Any in front developer, of it, any developer would kill to have a number yeah, five but, on this but, list. But, but yeah, but it ain't Ralph though. Yeah, like look at here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, like <laughs> what? In, what I though look at is okay. There are two games above it that technically came out on MPD last month. So there's the top two games that are in their own stratosphere. 
right? And then there's two games that first appeared on MPD last month. There's two games that came out this month that we agree were not you know, humongous things. And then after that, it's just a bunch of things. Maybe WWE so, 2K19 is this month. I don't know. That's higher late September. So early your barometer October. is titles that come out that have to hit top of the MPD. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at things that are like, yes, they are going to be in the top three when they come out, more than likely, most months. Like, for instance, like Forza Horizon, right? Forza Horizon isn't going to be the biggest selling game of the year. But I believe, like, last month when it came out, it was, like, third on the list, despite being exclusive. Mario Tennis Aces or, was or, in the top three. Yeah, I, I'll say, yes, yes, yeah. and I agree with you. Like, that's, but that's a hit. The, but that's the type of titles that you're kind of, mm. with all due respect, you're scoffing at for 2019. Luigi's Mansion 3. That's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big one. Because it's, hey, it's a nostalgia-based game. Mm-hmm. We're we're in news, and I think we need to enhance our calm right now. Hold on. Ooh, <laughs> you fitted it in. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, yeah, I did. But it is your turn. No, no I, it's I my did, turn. I did Smash, so yours is the next one. Okay. About Pokemon also doing well. Chris, I can't read it. And- I was going to pull up and say, like, to put it to a point, the, if you were to look at the titles for the real either the revolving 12 months or for the whole year, right? How many of those will have a chance to be on that list? I guess is So now question. you're changing it to these the, that, titles those need to be the on the biggest, list all that year. Is the big, no, I'm talking about That's for the, the whole post. year. That's like the whole thing. Like God of War is on there for the whole year, right? Whenever Halo comes out, I'm sure that will be there for the whole, you know, on the 12 months for until, whatever your, until year John plays out. it and it Far sucks. Cry 5. Far Cry 5 is <laughs> okay. on there for this year. Well, I mean, I think look, let's we can move on, but oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just think you you've kind of you've kind of walked the goalpost back along this. No, I'm trying you to said, define it better. Well, okay, you. well you yeah. said the top 3 and then you're moving it to But like, I'm also telling you what they would be for the month, but it's for the living year, on the list the whole year. It, it, you want it's the things game, to have the shot to be there you, at the end of the year. But you're wanting it your now your barometer is it needs to live on the All list right. the whole year. As the guy who kind of started this, can y'all let me get the last word on? Here's mm-hmm. here's what I meant. Here's what I meant when I said we don't care for continuing having a switch. Worst guest ever. The, the, the two, <laughs> when you talk about an Xbox versus PlayStation, there's more to owning that system as far as being invested than just the game choice. It, it's a part of your entertainment system. Okay. It's an ecosystem. Okay. The switch plays more like a mobile thing than it does a console. So the only reason to have it is the games. So when you're not hitting all of the points that your competitions are, you're going to have a feeling of saying, okay, why do I have this thing for those three or four months in between things? And uh, and there is an instant gratification aspect to what we're talking about, too. So I, I think that's all Chris is saying is that Luigi's Mansion is not going to get a hardcore gamer or Pokemon, for that example. I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff that Nintendo Switch has that it hits a niche audience Whereas Forza is something that's going to hit a lot more people. Jump Force is going to hit a lot more people. Forza gets and like five Nintendo, people. And Nintendo is not porting over things. For example, y'all talked about uh, WWE 2K. Yeah, that that's did not, not on there. port well. The, the worst port of any game to Switch was that WWE game. Mm-hmm. So they're not porting certain things <laughs> over. So there's not as much reason to keep this thing going. It's that secondary GameCube-esque you know, system to have in your house. So yeah, yeah there's but moments where I'm like, why do I have mm-hmm. this? That's, I, mean, I, mean, I, so. I see what you're saying, saying, but yeah. there's, but saying. there's more to the, there's more to the hardcore gamer than triple a. 
Yeah. I mean, is Celeste a hardcore game? I'd say yes. Is is what's the that's not that's not a AAA. Like, I just said it was, I just, I just said the whole of what a hardcore gamer is. A hardcore gamer goes out and plays things that are not triple A. Well then take even then just Dark like the Dark Souls 3 thing. is a double A. It's not a triple A. I guess like, think of thing, if you want to think of it not in Dark different, Souls, Dark Side. If you want to think of it like in different terms, right? Mm-hmm. Like if the core gamers main things are likely to be a trap of Madden and Call of Duty and yes. FIFA, right? Like those are the, that's what yes. the core gamer is for the most part for triple A titles. Where are the games that they're willing to go out of their comfort yes. zone to pick up in a year? I think God of War yes. was that game this year, and I think Red Dead Redemption was that game this year, and Spider-Man. I don't think – I think Smash Brothers will probably be that game for those who own a, a, a Switch this year, but I don't think Octopath Traveler was, even though I enjoyed the game a lot. Or um, Splatoon. Yeah, or like you know, Mario, Mario Tennis. Nah. Y'all are so – look, Chris, I remember sitting in this podcast – I remember sitting here and you doubting that first year of Nintendo Switch so bad. And they're they're doing fine. They, they, I've given them their props as far as their sales, but it's still they still them have that an money issue. too. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I Twice. Mean, Look, it, and it's it's still they have a problem that's coming and it's going yes. to it's about to get worse again is what Switch, the point is. No, Switch you said that before. Quantity. Okay. It, but it's I'm saying it can quality over quantity, guys. That's 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 the argument that he's making. Yes. Quality uh, over quantity. So I'm not saying they're quantity. not a profitable company. Yeah. And that's the, all that matters in the end of the day. Like Microsoft. Microsoft has 40 million consoles out there, right? Yes. They are a profitable gaming division. They make the money they need to make to survive. And they're investing in ways, hopefully, that hopefully grows the business in our ways, right? But on the other hand, I'm not going to sit here, come in and be like, if you're just a core gamer – that you would be overwhelmingly pleased outside of the fact that Microsoft has a bunch of great third-party titles. That's what keeps that system relevant. That's what terrible. makes it good. I hate, I hate it because of you. Because I hate you. <laughs> Here, look, I guarantee you, dead. I guarantee you, Dead Cells sold better on Switch than any other platform. I guarantee you that Steam World Dig Two sold better on Switch than any other platform. What you guys are missing, with all due respect, I don't is know the any fact. Of those games. Yeah. I, for the record, I disagree with you. I think they sold the best on PC. Same, <laughs> but we'll never know that on because Steam, they don't yeah. release their. But that's they don't but that's sales. my point. the The Switch is becoming a secondary Steam machine. That's fair. It is becoming that's a fair. system okay. that people I give you that. indie yeah. indie indie developers are begging to put their games on Nintendo Switch. I give you that because that's that. where they that's are cool. selling. So when you pepper in, you pepper in the indie games, and then you pepper in the new Mario's and the new Zelda's and the new this and. The, Look, it's Guacamelee fine, 2 was put, amazing. Guacamelee 2 put put it exclusively on PlayStation because of a loyalty thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a month later, they were itching to get that game on the Switch because it, it, yeah. it rolled out everywhere. That's what they do. They rolled They're it out small. on Switch. It's yeah. not it's not I'm on Xbox right now. No, and it was the last. That was the last place that came last time, I believe. Dropkick Chris <laughs> right now. I love him. <laughs> Scroll me up, Chrissy Poop. And the third news item, believe it or not, is <laughs> more Nintendo. I'm just going to say Pokemon is killing it. There you go. So Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee have sold collectively 3 million copies in just one week and have become the fastest selling Nintendo Switch title since the system launched in March of 2017. By comparison, <laughs> by comparison, Super Mario Odyssey crossed the 2 million mark in only three days but did not quite catch the Pokemon titles in its first week of release. It's also important to note that there was not as many Switch units at the time. Yeah. However, still an impressive number. BK, 
Yeah. Is it fair to combine these two and consider them the game the the same game when when we're mm. tallying these types of numbers? I'm gonna tell you the same thing I said when I was on the episode for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yes, yes, it's okay. the same game. With, I agree. Okay, yeah. I'm fine with that. I, I was just curious how people rationalize that in the fan base. <clears throat> so, yeah. but I think that speaks for itself. But I tell you, uh, it would be really cool, Sean. If Diablo Immortal was put on the Switch, <laughs> yeah, that would be um, the biggest troll. Because you know, Diablo and all the attention it's gotten recently yeah, yes, yes. in the news mm-hmm. and even on this podcast. Well, <laughs> if you want more, guess what, John? <laughs> Diablo Four, which should have been at BlizzCon, <laughs> is on the main stage. On the main stage at the primetime slot is apparently in development. That's right, Diablo Four, the mainline entry in the franchise. Is in development under the code name Fenri or Fen? Would you say that Fenris? Fenris, Fenris okay. Uh, Kotaku. Look at that, you idiot! I know how to it, say a name. Fen- <laughs> Fenris. How's it feel now? You stupid feel son now? of a! Oh. Go back to your stupid. <laughs> good, good. <coughs> I'm good. Uh, Kotaku reported this development uh, following a canceling of a second expansion. A span- <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. My yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> following a canceling of a second expansion following Reaper of Souls, many team members began working on Fenris, which sources claim is the current incarnation of Diablo 4. Uh, the game is expected in 2020 at the earliest, which isn't that far away. It's just a year, guys. Yeah. So uh, I, looked, I looked this up. Uh, Fenris is actually means giant or monster wolf in in um nordic sounds myth right. yes. sounds right john and i think that uh, uh casey might be able to confirm this but i think it's a character some character variation in the marvel universe if that gives any clues to what the game is i don't know if it does i don't know if i don't know if it taps into nordic mythology uh, no nah, cuz it gets inspiration from yeah, it yeah right? it's it's its own world um, well, I know it is, yeah. but whether what, where, what it taps to mm-hmm. draw from. Uh, hopefully, it's good. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it would have been nice to see it. I really would have liked a teaser for it, <laughs> but it's probably oh, well. fine. You'll, do, you'll play it when it comes out. Do I we, will. Do we want to jump over any of these? No, let's okay. rock it out. Oh. Let's do this. Rocket League Xbox One X support. Oh boy. Xbox One X support is coming to Rocket League on December 3rd with all 89 billion teraflops. Mm-hmm. The update will allow players to experience Rocket League in native 4K at, at 60, 60 frames, frames per second, complete hey. with HDR. You know what you can't do with your Switch stupid version Again, of Rocket League? Who gives? You know what you can do with your version of, of Rocket League Switch? Not connect online. Oh, just be Mario painted stuff. It's cool because that's not a big deal, right, Chris? You get stupid. F you and your stupid. You get counter. Minecraft stuff on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh-huh. Uh What? What? Spanish language voice actor Jose Eduardo Garza Escudero. Very nice. Uh, has seemingly Jose Eduardo. <laughs> has seemingly leaked that Mortal Kombat 11 is in development. Escudero says he was originally (laughs) tapped by localization companies to work on Mortal Kombat characters Kung Lao and Reptile. 
Mm. Uh, he was eventually removed from the roles, and he immediately took to Twitter to talk about it. That's a good way to get fired and get sued. <laughs> quote, well, finally I confirmed that the professionals, and he put that in a quote, of Pink Noise decided to remove my characters from Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I think that says Mortal Kombat. It does, but we're professionals. First, we move on. <laughs> How sad that a company that wanted a lot ends up making decisions that affect both you, the consumers. Okay. That's one person. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one. Yeah. Goodbye, yeah. Kung Lao and Reptile. Aw. I can't mm. – one, I'm not surprised Mortal Kombat 11's in development. And two, I hope this guy's got a good lawyer because if he signed an NDA, man, is he about to be screwed. And, you know, he, and you know he did. <laughs> he yeah, did. he had to. You know like I think – I remember the day uh, Red Dead came out, like all the voice actors, right, for the game – all of them had at the exact same time their Twitter pages update to be like, hey, by the way, I'm excited to announce I'm playing this character because that's the way it works for mm-hmm. voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of voice acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a terrible pivot, but let's yeah. do it. <laughs> let's do it. Skyward Sword for Switch. <gasps> Zelda, Ooh. Zelda, <laughs> I know he's read this already. Uh, Zelda producer E.G. Anuma, yeah. sorry, E.G. Anuma, may have tipped off the upcoming release of Skyward Sword HD coming to Switch. Anuma made an onstage appearance at a Legend of Zelda musical concert in Osaka, Japan. Mm, During that performance, he mentioned but did not confirm a potential Switch version of 2011 Skyward Sword. Quote, I know what you're thinking. Skyward Sword for Switch, right? End quote. No further comments have been made regarding this. Now, there has been speculation that this might be announced at the Game Awards. That would make sense. That would make sense. But my my question Game is Game Awards next uh, Thursday for those who are wondering yes, by the way. Yes. Um my my question would be does this uh does this work with Joy-Cons? I And they seem yeah. to think it um they seem to think it will, but um they people are hoping that they I just adjust want, the controls. I just I will play this game if I can pick up my freaking pro, pro controller yeah. and and play it on my big screen. Well, I mean, when I finished this game, I literally said, I don't want to play another Zelda game without motion controls. But you did. I did. And you loved it. Well, sure. but It is a great game. Well, sure. But, because um, you, you're a homer. I'm back in, John. No, this, <laughs> no the, the, the motion controls for this game, they just... I know Todd Howard said this once, but it just works. <laughs> he it, he's Todd Howard and, and you're John. <laughs> So uh, I hope this happens. This is probably my third favorite Zelda game after Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker, and now and then Skyward Sword. Because the no sto- respect for Link of the Past. Link of the Past, man. Come you on, can't bro. even say Link to the Past, so yeah. you don't even you. Yeah. You just that's all that's of hack. y'all dismissed. I crissed it, okay? But you know Link what of I meant. Past. Now let me clarify. When I say that, I'm I'm kind of talking about I'm I'm talking kind of about 3D Zeldas. <laughs> I'm okay, talking about no 3D respect zones. for Majora's Mask or, or Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. Right. Nope, no respect. Okay. No respect. Well, get ready to, for uh, Chris to talk about this next thing. Watch me hijack this. Watch this. Um, watch this. Watch this. Details on Red Dead Online. <laughs> A limited online beta began on 1127. That's uh, yesterday. He did. AKA today for he did. you. Uh, the full beta will begin for all players on Friday, November 30th. The beta will be released in stages, adding more and more players throughout the week. Today or yesterday was the first day for Ultimate Edition owners. Is that you? Uh, no, that is not me. I am in this next group, players who played on October 26th. And then on the 29th will be everyone who got the game between the 
or I guess who got the game between the 27th and 29th. And then on no. the 30th will be all players who since then have gone Red Dead 2. The beta period is for testing to help, quote, deal with the inevitable turbulence of launching any online experience of this size and scale. I can't wait to, to go, to go back. I've been, I've been waiting for boring, an excuse to go back. Long, and just the fact that like now you can, drawn out. It, there's something while I enjoy the narrative world. side of <laughs> trolling, um, <laughs> I enjoy it while I enjoy the narrative of, uh, of this world. It is exciting just like it is in GTA online to create a character that is your own and just let it be. And I, I think it's also cool here because in the narrative, I really felt compelled for whatever reason. I wasn't sure why, but I just felt trying to be as noble as I could, even though I wasn't a great guy. That ain't happening here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to go around shirtless as an old prospector going, I'm going to take your bitch. And that's all I'm going to say to people. Take your what? Sh- take your bitch. Take your what? Your bitch. Give me your bitch. <laughs> and people are going to be like, what's that? And I'm like, I want your bitch. And then I'm just going to run like this. What like is a crazy right pro- now? <laughs> I'm playing as a crazy prospector in this Holy. game. Holy. <laughs> Oh man, I'm embarrassed. I'm, Sean, ze- I'm I have zero <laughs> excitement for Red Dead Online. Well, yeah, you you bailed on it after. I haven't 20 bailed. Minutes. I haven't bailed. When's the last time you played on? Um, it's been a while. See, yeah. <laughs> called it. There's just it. I, I, it's a great game, and I, what I with the Richard I gave it, I'm keeping it there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> leave it in. Leave it you know, in. I'm just leaving that Richard on in there. Hey, um, hey, there's just other stuff that I just like better. Ooh. Would you rather black out, Sean? If it's an alien blackout, (laughs) (laughs) a new trademark for a new alien game has been spotted on the World Intellectual Property Organization site via Eurogamer. Fox's next video game will apparently be called Alien Blackout. Uh, Due to an exchange between Kojima and the Game Awards Twitter accounts, it is rumored to be premiered live at the Game Awards on December 7th. It's sixth. Is it sixth? It's the sixth. sixth. It's a Thursday. We do on-site immediate editing of things we say. I just know that because I voted earlier today. Of course you did. You voted. Yeah. Dude, it's not that's like, what, that's, for like... That's the one thing that's nice about the Video Game Awards is there is an online voting component for the fans, but it's not just a popularity vote. It's like, I think it makes up 20% of the total vote. Is based on who wins well, our, in the rankings. We're weighted anyway because of our who we are. Like we're the weekly game chat host. That's true. Yeah, I mean we're we're like, like whoa, fit. whoa. I mean, guys, let's just say anything that's nominated Red Dead is probably going to win. Chris, <laughs> a weekly games chat, just voted, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right, John, I, I don't, I don't know about this. I, I want to get hype, but boo. there's been so many alien games just that boo. have been. Uh, I'll I'll let. I'll let the game come out, and then if someone says, hey, you should check it out, that's probably when I'll be like, I'll check it out now. Right, John? Yeah, I mean, if it's a, if it's maybe a sequel, <laughs> sequel to Alien Isolation in that yeah. vein, that that's the one that seemed to work the best as far, as far as an Alien game. And it worked pretty well. People tended to like it. I mean, it was all right. Yeah. If you need the tag team on this next one, John, because it's, I might, I might. It's, it's, you just give me the look. So, <clears throat> I was, uh, re- home, oh, oh, yeah, oh. sure. Go ahead. Finally, this week. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Finally, 
<laughs> finally this week. To be fair, I, I I sent this originally to John because I saw it on Reddit this morning. I figured it was coming out official. I don't know if they ever did put it out somewhere else, <clears throat> but I, I saw this and uh, as as time has passed since we spoke about this game last week, um, and we're about to tell you some in-depth information on Fallout 76. We don't have to go over everything here. Well, that's the thing. It's so extensive. I don't know what is important and what's not. I got you. Hey, hey. Okay, if you want to, you can. I got you, buddy. You want to do it? Okay. terrible. Press release. I don't have to read it (laughs) now. Yeah, he doesn't want to have to read this. Uh, We have a press release. Bethesda's been very silent about Fallout 76. I think we've remarked here... John remarked this last week, even though we didn't put in the news that it's reported that sales are down like 80% in the UK from Fallout 4. Mm. Mm, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they have finally responded to uh, some talks that people have been having online with, uh, with, about the game. And they have said, we know you're frustrated and angry at the state of things right now. Whether it's issues you're running into in the game or the lack of communication about fixes, updates, or news. To be clear, this account is run by us, Bethesda Game Studio Communities team. Uh, for the record, again, this came from Reddit, which is why that's in there. Yesterday, we posted to let you know that we're still here gathering your feedback and more importantly, working to get it or to get info from the team that we can share. We didn't want you to think the silence meant nothing was happening. We're sorry. And understand that this is not the right approach and we'll work better or to make it better. We'll work better. <laughs> I keep reading this wrong. We'll Take work it. to make a better bridge between you and the dev team at Bethesda Game Studios. We're posting an article today that has further information about the upcoming updates that were mentioned a few weeks ago. In addition, we're aiming to get you the patch notes for these updates quicker and we'll have them available for December Force update later this week probably on Thursday or Friday. We'd like to make sure these articles weekly or we'd like to make these articles weekly to make sure you know what the studio is working on as it relates to the issues you may be experiencing, quality of life requests you have or new features they're excited to share. Please take a look at the work below and see what we'll be posting today on fallout.com. As always, let us know if you have any thoughts or feedback. The article covers high level issues being worked on in the patch and goes into length what's being fixed in each update. So they did, they've outlined, I guess there are two upcoming updates, one on December 4th and then another on December 11th. Uh, probably the biggest one I've saw on here, uh, stash limit has been like a huge complaint in this game. So like you have your carry capacity, what you can carry on you. And then like at your camp, you have a stash. And you can put items in there. So, like, you get heavy things. You go take it back. To, if it's worth something to you, take it back to camp. You put it in the stash. And then when you finally need it, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, say, like, if it's a higher level item, when you can finally use it, you go back to it and take it out. Well, that's uh, nice of them. Yeah, that's nice. But the problem is is that the stash is limited to 400 items. And apparently because this game really is so focused on just <laughs> scanning the world for every little thing. Uh, people have reached max capacity of their stash like very quickly. Um, and you can't like have multiple stashes. You only have the one. Mm-hmm. So people have not liked that. So they're going to increase it to 600, but they, and then based on how well that goes, as long as it doesn't break the game, <laughs> they're going to increase it further. So at least they're working on that. Uh, the boss loot, they've 
apparently have made it so there have been times where you've killed things that appear to be bosses and you don't really get that great of loot, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the player. Um, so now they're making it so it's pretty much a guaranteed you're going to get two or three items that are uh, related to how good the the boss is and his level. So, you know, if you kill a level 50 um, Scorch Beast, it should be pretty plentiful for you as far as what you get in return. Um, there's apparently some other issues they're resolving as far as respawning when over encumbered and also being stuck in power armor. Uh, then in December 11th, probably the biggest thing I saw here first up, uh, when you hit level 50, you'll be able to do a respec of your special abilities, um, which means you can move stuff around. That's really nice for players because when you put points into things and you're building a character, you might learn later, hey, I really don't need this trait as much as I thought, and I really need this other trait a ton. Um, so it's nice to see they're doing that. And... Uh, camp placement, when you log in, your camp will no longer be automatically blueprinted and stored if someone is occupying your location when you log into a server. Instead, you'll receive a notification that your space is occupied if you decide to find a new home for your camp. On that server, it will be free to do so. If you move your camp in this game ever, it actually costs you credits. So the bigger it gets, the more it kind of costs. So that's I'm, nice. I'm, I'm wondering if any of this matters at this point. Uh, because, look... As as we were talking about this game last week, I was I was of the mindset of man that sucks. Yeah. But now I'm at the mindset of this is egregious. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and watch Todd Howard's presentation on this, sure, comparing it to what this game is, mm-hmm. he lied on almost virtually every comment he made regarding the game, or at least a big part of the things he said. Now, and I'm wondering, Which part, I'm wondering. Uh, okay. The the rendering of the graphics in this game are 16 times the detail as they were in Fallout 4. That's hard to... They can get away with that probably Look, and, and, because it's, it's 4K. I'm going That's based why. on what yeah. the, the, the gaming community that I'm, that I'm listening to out there is saying about it. Sure. Um, there are actually glitches yeah. from Fallout 4 oh, yeah. that are in this game. Which is basically a copy paste. Yeah, I mean, but it's you still can't, the same. But engine. you can't. But you can't fix those glitches in this game. No, they they haven't they, they haven't been patched out. It just seems like I mean, there's already a class action lawsuit on this on this game right now. There's yeah. probably more coming, and I'm wondering if Todd Howard is somewhere in an office yelling at people, going, "You sent me out there to say things that weren't true," or hmm. if he knew it from the jump, which I hope to God he did not know. I mean, I'm sure he had faith in his team, but at the same time. This is nasty. I feel like, like I said, to me, this game really does feel like something that is probably first and foremost the product of Bethesda, and it's out because of Bethesda, not Bethesda Game Softworks, right? Like, if you get what I'm saying. Like, not Todd Howard Studio. I'm sure Todd Howard wanted to make this game, but I think if Todd Howard thought this needs two more years of incubation and Pete Hines comes up to him and says you can't do that because we need this out. And two, mm. you need to be making the next thing. The big thing I will say about them, this to me proves something we've kind of all known and no one's coming in on for a while. The, the engine they've been using, which is the same one since I want to say at least oblivion, if not before it needs to die. 
I don't know. Sure. I, I, I really hope whenever they do announce, um, the release date for whatever that next game is, the, the space one, I hope at the very least then, and at the very latest, uh oh, <laughs> um, at the very latest, it will be, um, Elder Scrolls 6. So. Um, we might have just lost BK. Yeah. Uh, we told, he's still here, he's but here, he's but having issues. Yeah, he's muted. Uh, his his signal on his phone is not doing well. But well, we're gonna, we probably need to move on to. Yeah, you guys want to? Do we should we skip letters this week? No. Uh-huh. I mean, we're uh-huh. running hot. It's, yeah, we're at two hours. Um, okay, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I do to get here, dude? <laughs> hey, doing everything. True, true, true. Hey, you want to wrap this up? Never. Uh, sure. Man, electronic man of the future. All right, <laughs> If you want to write in your thoughts and opinions yeah. to oh, Weekly Games Chat, you throat. can do so by writing us emails at weeklygameschat.com. Or wait, what? No, that's not right. You can write us by writing to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. I'm an idiot. First up, Pollard Armstrong. I wonder if he's re- referencing David Pollard. What are you talking about? His name right here at the bottom, Pollard Armstrong. That's what it he says. Just said, he just says Armstrong here. He says, okay. hey, fellas. Okay. Hey, just fellas. read it, man. Hey, fellas. Armstrong here. What's up, Armstrong? I've been taking in your podcast for about half a year now. <laughs> taking in. Yeah. And I can say you do a splendid job at entertaining your audience. I enjoy a good mix of comedic bickering as well as some great <laughs> gaming chat. That's I think what we're going like, for. I feel like it's 90% bickering. We bicker so. That's because of you. Yeah. And, and See, John. right now we're going to bicker because you're going to disagree or something. Because I say, like, you know, Nintendo isn't the greatest oh thing ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just fall down face first with uh, no hands, please. <laughs> big gamer myself. And as of sending this now, I have not listened to your Fallout 76 podcast. But I imagine you feel the same way as I do. It's disappoint, or it is a disappointing game in many ways, but still worth a try if you can get it cheap. Keep up the content, fellas. Not every Pollard approves. Not every day Pollard approves, dude. Okay. And if one thing for sure, or one thing's for sure, the man (laughs) himself enjoys it. Your mom's box rules, Pollard Armstrong. First of all, I love that you're referring to yourself, you know. Pollard. Yeah. Pollard Armstrong. The Pollard. The Pollard approves, you know what I mean? That name deserves to be famous. Pollard Armstrong? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I hope you've listened to it. I think you can find that we gave you someone who is a super fan of Fallout and another person who has played a good bit of these games and, uh, it broke our hearts. But I agree with you. There is some, there's some redeeming parts to it. Uh, next up, Eli writes in Manning. It's Eli Manning, by the way. <laughs> He's like, Hey guys, I'm about to get cut. <laughs> Uh, but he says, hi, Chris, Sean, and John. You didn't. It's no, fine. That's one out of three. It's fine. You, I'll let you figure it How out. How you doing, Eli? Uh, I just <laughs> wanted to email in and say thanks for doing the podcast. Thanksgiving got me in the mood to think of what I'm grateful for, and I started realizing how much I listened to the podcast. I'm in high school, so 
I do it during school a lot. <laughs> uh, he, he, he listens to the podcast during school, guys. I also like to run, and I listen to your podcast every time I go, old or new. I almost caught up on all of them and loved each one. Wow. I mean, that's all of them? Even the yeah. early ones, man, that's, that's hardcore. If you're listening to me and Chris and Chris back in the Game day. Game on, Chris. Game on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I really love Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for giving me one more thing to look forward to in pur- in the purgatory of high school every week. Well, no problem, Eli, man. You have a good one. Uh, we're thankful for you. I'll, I'll say that much. If you start episode one and as a listener, John, go to <laughs> if you go to episode one to 181, I promise you it gets better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, Toby writes in and he says, "Hey again, what's up, Toby?" I have another question for y'all. All right. I was wondering what was your most epic multiplayer memory. Uh, I don't play many multiplayer games as I don't m- know many people with Xboxes, but I would be interested to hear your favorite moments. Thanks for your time and game on. Oh, uh, man. A recent so one. I'll go really recent for one and I'll try to think of another one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad, but because of it was right when the hype of this game was building, it's Fortnite. And it was when I got my first win. The way the the first win happened. How about when me and you got our first freaking PUBG uh, or that? That super epic when we got our first, and that was based on that that battle royale hype. Um, Yeah, (sighs) Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Just to hear again recently, right? Uh, Casey and I. This wasn't so much an epic as it was epic destruction due to Casey's uh, forgetting (laughs) how physics in this game work. We were playing Fallout 76, right? And we're in this parking lot. In in this parking lot, there's probably like 30 cars. Um, in Fallout, these car, all cars are electric and have big batteries it's in electric. them. And if they get, if they get shot, they blow up, right? So Casey is, we're, we're battling and like all of a sudden there's a bunch of scorch or robots or something and he's wanting to deal with it quickly because there's a lot of them. So he just takes out his uh grenade and tosses it casually without thinking right into the center of all these cars that were standing in <laughs> and just i proceed to like i'm shooting and all of a sudden just says you're dead and then casey's like hey what killed you and he's like oh wait it's me <laughs> and just <laughs> blows up <laughs> but then you watch 30 cars blow up it was pretty cool to watch um other things i've been on a minecraft server once where pretty much the whole entire world was tnt that was impressive to watch as someone blew it all up. <laughs> I'm thinking of the first dungeon I ever ran through on WoW. I'll never yeah, forget that. Yeah, that is classic. It, it's crazy how the the game changes from like in the world to the dungeon mechanic. In the world. Uh, I'm thinking of the fr- uh, now I played World Ooh. of Warcraft and Final Fantasy, but the first game that I I built the computer for and uh, and and really played by myself without my friends after having a little bit of that experience was Rift. So that was a whole experience. And then I also built another computer to play Star Wars online, the old Republic. And that was fun because we all, mm-hmm. we all kind of got that, that game was fun. together. Yeah. I, oh, one more. And this is for me and Sean. Uh, I got Sean <laughs> to get an Xbox 360 so we could play <laughs> Call, Call of Duty Modern War together, more Modern War. Warfare together. And, uh, I remember the first time we did that sniper mission together yes. and crawling around and, and dope. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That, that was, was that classic. Was really dope. Uh, and that was also the same game, Chris, that, uh, I never saw you online anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. We, we played, we played a ton. <laughs> Do you guys have any online memories with me at all? There was that time where <laughs> Mike raised the sale 
And you just sat there and he said, thanks for the help. Don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for help, John. The, the only <laughs> online experience I have of you is on Mario Kart. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the first time you came quote unquote online and you were doing well. And then I was in, I was in the lead. And then you, you're, you're, then we all got kicked out of it. You're, we're, yeah, we're going to call it, we're going to call yeah. it internet BC. <laughs> that wasn't my internet. Yeah, Whatever it was. We, no, we all got kicked out. No, no we kept going. You just disappear. <laughs> Your That's internet sucked. And That's then you, we're like, hey, rejoin us. And you're like, oh, no. We don't lie, John. Yeah. Um, Sean. Yeah. People write us on Twitters. They do yeah, so by it? writing us to at Weekly Game Chat on Twitter. Um, what'd they write us? Uh, let's see. I got a couple of things. Uh, I want to give thanks to this dude or person or whatever. Uh, I'm just assuming one of those things. Um, you sure it's not a dog? <laughs> it could be a dog, but it'd be amazing if it was. At Platinum Twitch, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's been there for. Yeah, he gave us love. Uh, the the tweet says, "Follow us uh, for um, his favorite gaming podcast." He says we're amazing and uh, we've inspired a lot of the gamer that they are. So, thank you very much. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys because we know if you didn't listen and download, at some point we'd go, "What in the uh, f are we doing this for?" Uh, 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 David McClendon, uh, he says nothing like this was, I guess, right, right during the break, nothing like coming back from vacation and having three episodes of us to catch up on. Life is good. Uh, you also want to yeah. know if we're going to do an episode of battlefield five. And, uh, I don't know if we are, but he said, please do it for hashtag your wife. Um, <laughs> uh, and he said, John, if you were to be the one to do it, he would explode from joy. <laughs> uh, I don't know who this person is, but he's probably some hack dude in a cube right now with mm-hmm. his stupid Alabama visor on that he wears at work. I'm God, I'm just being funny because that way he knows it's him, but he will know it's him because I'm going to say at I'm gone, uh, says that he wants us to know, uh, that the next time he's on the show, he's going to bring an ooey gooey we all can eat. Uh, whatever, oh, whatever that means. <laughs> We had ooey gooey's together on Saturday. Wait, I'm not supposed to talk about that. He's going to be angry now. Yeah. Uh, our good friend, uh, at Hell Teacher Loki, uh, goes, ah, yes, my weekly dose of American football, hashtag game on. <laughs> That's funny. You're welcome for, and you're welcome for that, that amazing chat. Uh, at Mario and Lando, uh, wished us a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, also to Penny. Uh, have a nine out of ten Richard day. <laughs> Penny, uh, Penny did not get to go to my grandmother's house, but I made up for, I bought her like four bones and, and a jar of peanut and, butter. And like just <laughs> over the next two days, I would just be like, here, child. And she's like, I love you, dad. Love you. <laughs> uh, he, uh, they say game on and, uh, they'll see us on the next weekly Diablo chat. And is, that's funny. Which is funny. That's funny. Cause see, you know, all that. Uh, I put out a, well, you know, that and, uh, on Thanksgiving, I, I showed the people what my Nintendo Switch looked like, which had our podcast playing in the background of that picture. Sean, you can't do that just freely online. That's the kind of thing that gets no, you banned. I did that. You just it's, can't be showing people your Switch. Oh, but oh, it, yeah. you got to censor it. Oh, it's a <laughs> family podcast. Oh, uh, ha <laughs> 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 penis. Yeah, but they, <laughs> uh, Richard, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but friend of the show, Raymond, uh, a price. Let us know that his wife, yeah, wife, his wife, uh, daughter, and um, him, him <laughs> played uh, Pokemon Let's Go together. Nice, which mm. was which was really cool. 
Uh, it was, he said it was a great experience watching them play their first Pokemon game together Damn. because, uh, you know, that's cool. First Pokemon. First Pokemon, first Pokemon, uh, first Pokemon games that you play, you remember. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, at uh, let's see, Edge Case underscore Se. Um, quote: If you think the Earth is flat, you should vote. If you're <laughs> stupid, don't vote, America. Uh, That's funny. Uh, and he, that that quote, I believe, was uh, from one of us. I think John might have John said, said something it. like that. Uh, and they wanted to thank you for that brilliant insight, uh, or us. It made their day. Greetings from Sweden. 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 Uh, I think they're like a Nobel Prize laureate, but like they just believe in flat earth. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for the greetings from Sweden. 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 <laughs> greetings, Sweden. Uh, greetings to you and uh, Game On as well because they, game they gamed on to us. So we gamed on back. Hmm. Uh, I think I had one more. Yeah. Um, at I Used to Skate uh, says, hey, I like your show. I don't like football. Your jokes are funny. I'm typing with one hand while eating. That's funny. <laughs> that is an amazing tweet. Love it. Uh, we had a couple of new followers. Uh, we know we love to give you guys love at Starfall, Starfall RPG. Hmm. Um, thanks for the follow following you back. And that is apparently an Australian sci-fi podcast. Uh huh. So go check that out if you're from Australia or just like to hear people from Hi, Australia Mike. talk. Um, at Nelly point O. Um, thank you so much for the follow following you back. At Hey Skeeter 287. Skeeter. Hey Skeeter. Uh, thank you for the follow. And of course, I used to skate, who I just mentioned. Um, thank you for the follow, follow back. And, I, and it looks like you can find the, that person on twi- uh, Twitch. So that's cool. And mm-hmm. that's all I got for this week. Let me make sure I got no DMs. Uh, five days ago. Is BK still with us? He is still with us. In uh, spirit. Uh, of course, I'm always with you. At, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Uh, at Nat the Gooner sent a picture. Uh, let me see if I can, let's see if this makes sense. So Wendy's on Twitter, like the, the fast food joint. Um, Dave's place. Uh, Dave's place said, already know y'all about to ask something for something free on hashtag national fast food day. So just <laughs> download our app and get a free junior bacon cheeseburger with any purchase. Easy. And Wendy's, you can send the check to, uh, this out now I see why he did it. And then somebody replied, what if we don't have a phone to which Wendy's, Said, then you won't be playing the new Diablo. <laughs> That's so, funny. So that ties into, uh, you know, this. Uh, Wendy's is up there for, for trolling with Arby's, uh, they say on the, on the social online. Um, so that's it for me. That's it. That's it for me, dude. This has been episode 181 of weekly games chat. We're like 19 away from, from the two. Yep. Then we all retire. Wait, that's what? it. That's it. <laughs> We're shutting it down. Like Seinfeld. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> nah. Um, BK, thank you for joining us this week. Hey, man, I appreciate you being, uh, like, inviting me on. And, uh, Dave from Idaho wanted me to say <laughs> shout out to everyone who forgot about Bumblebee coming out this Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that looks good. That looks really terrible. Does. They, yeah, they showed the new trailer for it when, um, I saw Harry Potter at IMAX and, or you, wait, 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 you did what? It was Harry Potter. Wait, 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 you, you did what? I went and saw the Harry Potter and IMAX. <laughs> I was, was I there? No, I, you weren't. Because I wasn't. I was, yeah, I was with Tony and it was the middle of the day. <sighs> You don't go to IMAX. You never go to IMAX. I know because I'm cheap. It's like I'm, yeah. I got DJ money, but I refuse to pay for IMAX. Literally, tickets. all you gotta do is pay twenty bucks, and you can go three IMAX movies a week. BK, while they're doing this, <laughs> a million times, thank you for bringing us your knowledge today. Mm. Hey, always, I appreciate you know you inviting me in and letting the knowledge just flow through you. 
Well, uh, I, I will say, you know, I made the uh, early statement of I just assumed it just I, I didn't see us doing a Pokemon themed or episode without you. Uh, I look forward to it. You're one of my favorite people. Um, and I can't wait to, to watch uh, Creed 2 with you for real. Hey, it's going down, especially in the DMs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's ooh, another dang. That's another song <laughs> just for you guys. What's a DM? Uh, John a DM is. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> if you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use, and you'll get a new episode every Wednesday, just like this one. If you're there and they have a rating system, uh, drop a rating. Helps people find the show. They like that. I'm going to leave it at that. At someone else's suggestion. Ooh. Um, give us a five star. Yeah. I'll take oh, a five okay. star. Well, yeah, a five star. Yeah, give us a five because you love us. Oh. Or why are you listening? Oh, okay. Dang. You know what I'm saying? I love to hate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But until next time, I will simply say, game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. And game on, BK. Okay, sorry. Game on, Sean. Game on, BK. (laughs) Game on, John. Game on, BK. (laughs) Game on, Chris. Yeah. I already said uh, it to you. Game so. on to you too, John. Oh, thanks, man. I, I love you guys. <laughs> Whatever two of you game on together, I too shall be. Does uh, Should BK have a tagline ready? <laughs> I hope he does. BK, this um, is a tagline time, so be thinking of something cool. You got three Gosh, seconds. You with it. Your mom's it. box. Peace out, everybody. Thug life. And no matter what you do, just make sure you're doing it the player way. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs>